Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Holy shit, you made it. Episode 300, can you even believe it? We're doing the little pre-intro here, just me and Steve in the studio. Steve and I in the studio. We're not getting proper. (laughs) No, not at all. This is uh, 300 episodes, man. Pretty incredible. We better fire off with a veteran shout-out and a thank you. Yeah, so the vet shout-out we're going to do this week on this uh, episode of 300, uh, guy writes in, Hey, what's up, fellas? I was hoping you can give a shout-out to uh, his son's stepdad, Tim Webb. He was an Army vet who did two tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, and he just lost his uh, battle to cancer on Tuesday, and he's only 32 years old. He was an amazing guy, hell of a stepfather. Uh, the guy's going to miss him dearly, so... We want to thank thank Tim for his service to this country and for being a great stepfather. And you know we can't thank you enough. And uh, we hope you're in a in a better place right now. So, also want to touch on this is 300. You guys made it through 300 episodes. I and Kurt and everybody else here at the Working Class Family would just want to send a special thank you to every single vet uh, that listens, every vet that we've shouted out, even vets that aren't aren't listening that could be listening. Just want to say thank you for your service to this country. We really appreciate what you guys do. We will keep doing shout-outs on each and every episode. We love you guys to death from the bottom of our hearts. And if you guys do have any more vet shout-outs, go to the contact page. There's a tab there. You can click that, and it'll send you a link. It'll go straight to my email. So if I don't get to it, it's on me, and I'll have to live with that. That's right, and you're an asshole anyway. And that's true, too. (laughs) So, Thank you all for your service, and thank you all for submitting the veteran shout-outs. And I know some of the trade show ones, the shorter episodes, we don't always do them, but the full-length ones, we try to at least get one on every single one. So, uh, yeah, thanks for submitting them. Get them in there. Uh, Man, episode 300, dude. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, Figure Let's knock some stuff out of the way, (laughs) and then we'll get to some business. Um, We have some new deals and some new announcements within our partners, so I think it's worth listening to on episode 300 for sure. Um, First off, right now, as the timing, um, if you're listening to this in real time when it launches the day of, right now we have an elite archery and respect the game bow giveaway on a Ritual 33 and Realtree Edge camo. Um, You just got to go to our Facebook or our Instagram and 
follow the directions there. It's pretty easy. And if you go to if you enter in Instagram, go to our Facebook and you can get a second entry there. And what we do, I think how we're gonna do it, we're gonna give it we're gonna let it go a week. We're gonna tally all the numbers. I'm gonna do a random number generator, pick what number comment, whatever it may be. Um, we might do it that way or we might just like hand pick and then um if you're in there twice on Facebook and Instagram, that, that's two two chances. Yeah. And then we're gonna make sure that you did what we asked in the in the description on how to enter. And if you don't, we'll draw again. Um, so make sure you do everything that we, we asked for. If you want to enter to win that bow, um, it's going to be as fair as possible. Um, I think that's that's pretty fair. I had some people like at work like, hoo, hoo, how do I get in? I'm like, listen, motherfucker, it doesn't <laughs> do me any good for you to win it. Like people right. like, like to, to prove that it's not rigged or anything like that, that it's all fair. It does us better if someone from another state that we don't know wins it. Right. Honestly, it does. Because it's like, well, I'm working class boner. You ever heard of them? You know, that's. It's the beauty of it. So <laughs> that's how I got this bow. But who wins but, it is just who wins it. So make sure you hop on that. Also, another giveaway. So if you're listening to this the day it released, keep an eye out. It's not even out yet on social media. We are doing a Lone Wolf Custom Gear stand giveaway. That hasn't even been done yet. So Man. you all seen how badass those stands are, and they are. They're top of the line. It's the last stand you'll ever need. We're doing a giveaway on our social media. So if you don't follow us on Facebook or Instagram, you might want to jump on there and follow that up because there will be a giveaway. We might run that for two weeks because those stands are still coming in. And when they come in, you'll get one fresh off the press. So two big, big, big giveaways. A new bow and a new stand are the two main tools you need to fucking chase in there and get a big white tail. One lucky bastard could win both. What if that happen? Dude, then they would be set up. And if they don't kill a giant... If that happened, I would just fire you and have them be a full time host on the show. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> if they're that good, at, if they're that good at being lucky, just think how good they'd be at uh, you know doing regular shit, doing everything else. Yeah, <laughs> so that's huge. Keep an eye out for them. Um, also, new news: um, we just sent out the roster to everyone that made Team Hanging Bang, and it's like one of those things. It's like if you didn't get picked, it's not because we didn't want you on the team. We filtered out, filtered it out, just kind of. Well, we went through a ton of applications. Um, Austin Chandler, Ross Bigger are the team captains there and helped filter through a lot. A lot of it was if you didn't make it and you're wondering why, it's we probably thought you had something good going already and figuring that our team would limit you from doing your own thing. Um, honestly, that's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just don't know what we're doing yet with it. So we didn't want a bunch of people on and like not know what we're doing and not know how to manage it yet. So more can come in time, and we're going to reach back through if we decide we're going to add or we might even make it smaller. But if we do add, we're reaching from the applications that were already submitted. So it's no hard feelings. Um, we sent out those emails, and just more is going to roll out from here. And uh, we're, we're all figuring it out as we go. So thank you, everyone who applied. We love you all, and there's no hard feelings. Also, another news thing coming down the pipe. This is the one to update, right? Yeah. The shoot, we are working on July 20th for the shoot. We're working on a new spot, a, a bigger spot. And if we can't pull it off, it's going to be where we've had it, which has worked out great. It just limits us to 100 people. I'll see if we can stretch it to 150 people. Um, that might be pushing it, mm-hmm. but we might be able to make it work. we got to talk to some landowners and see what we can work out because um, we want to do camping. We want to be able to, to grill out and have some drinks after we're done shooting and all that and have some fun. So we're going to put it out when we find out. It's a really busy time for us right now. But just stick with us. We'll 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 talk about it on the podcast. We find more. We'll make posts about it on social media. So we appreciate everyone's interest. 
to the business. No other news? Well, yeah, there's lots of news. Oh, okay. but it's like, uh-huh. what's what, what? I don't know. I was just saying, man, I was getting excited, dude. I was like, man, hopefully. I mean, more. there's a lot of other news, but <laughs> stuff that's going to come out in time. I can't nah, launch right. everything now. All right, um, just, just checking. Special episode. Yeah, there's more. There's more coming, and and if you listen to the show, you know you know what's coming down the pipe a little bit. You know a little um, teaser. The podcast is presented by Scent Crusher. ScentCrusher.com. Talk about them all the time. If you're not familiar with the Scent Crusher products, get familiar. Ozone is the the new. Uh, it's not even a fad. I don't even know how to explain it. It's it's the ultimate tool in scent elimination technology or scent elimination, whatever you want to call it. It helps us, and we stink no more when we go to the stand. It is uh, also good in your life, so it's a conversation and conversation starter for bad Tinder dates and a uh, cover-up <laughs> smell. So, speaking from personal experience, but um, you know, that's true. That's true. So I throw it out there. Podcast is also brought to you by HHA Sports. We love our HHA stuff um, from the Optimizer Kingpin single pin sights to the Virtus Arrowrest, top of the line stuff, lifetime warranty. You can't go wrong with it. Check out hhasports.com. Also, North American Whitetail Championship. They have a badass championship going on right now, and you sign up, and you get a whole package full of stuff. You get a Tacticam. If you've been thinking about buying a Tacticam and all these goodies, if you sign up and use the code WCB25, sign up there. You get this package of goodies. Once you're entered, you don't have to kill a big deer to win stuff. You're, there's monthly drawings. They're giving away a turkey hunt. I think this month they're giving away a deer hunt coming up in the next month or mm-hmm. so, and they do those monthly drawings. And then if you buy um, partners of the championship, if you buy their gear and, and send in a picture of your receipt, they enter you in again for more drawings. So there's a lot of stuff to win. Um, and the bucks that won last year, there's some big bucks that won. But first and second place for different regions aren't really giants like what you would think. There were some 120s, some 130s, and some 150s in there that uh, that, that took home some money and some prizes. So check them out, nawtc.com. Also, Elite Archery. We're doing the giveaway on the Ritual 33. Um, our rituals are on the way. New rituals are on the way. Ooh, um, super excited about them. Uh, check them out. They also they still have like the impulse and the options and the tempo and all the good bows that they've put out. Um, you can see them all in action on Respect the Game TV. Hell, even our Carbon TV series. Oh yeah, and just freshly launched the Valor, which is a twenty-eight and a half ATA for a lower poundage and shooters. And I was looking at that and I was like, hmm. Interesting. No, there's some badass stuff coming. It's from, a, it's cool looking bow. That bow's a game changer, man, it for is. a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of a lot of low poundage archers who are like, "Hey, I want to, you know, possibly get a teenager into into elite." And it's like, "Well, I don't want a a young you adult, know, a young a young man, or a, a small man. You can still <laughs> get elite." <laughs> so they're looking out for everybody. It's a sick looking bow. Um, also, where are we at? Where are we at? Um, Lone Wolf Custom Gear talked about doing that giveaway. Um, that stuff is going to be top of the line. And and for the guys, I made a post this week for the guys bitching about the price of a setup. I don't think you understand some of you people like, and I will add, I'm sure that guy meant well by his comment and he didn't realize and he ended up deleting his comment. The loom of custom gear stand is priced at a price point for, to be your only stand. You know, this thing is light. It is meant to stack on all in a, a slim, mm-hmm. A super slim line setup. You can put it on your back. It works as a pack frame. You put your pack on top of that, and you can hike it in, get up where you need to go, hike out, doubles as a camp chair. 
It's it's the only stand you need. That's what it's designed for. This stand doesn't leave the back of your truck. It doesn't leave your back when you're hunting, especially in November when you're hunting that most recent sign that you found from doing your scouting. This is the hanging bang tree stand. I, guys that are buying these $1,000 bows every year, you're going to skimp out. Like I've done it for years. No more. Not fucking happening. I'm, this stand will be my go-to stand. It'll be the one in my truck. Um, and I always kept a lone wolf in my truck uh, anyway. And you right. can see that from the buck I shot last year. There's a lone wolf <laughs> in the in back there. of my truck. Um, but this is a lone wolf, cu- lone wolf custom gear stand is a whole new level. Every inconvenience, you you are like, ah, fuck, I wish the stand had this. This stand has it. This stand is designed for our people, the hang and bang, the go-getters, the public land hunter, the guys who don't want to sit in the same spot every time. It's it's basically the opposite of how Steve hunts. Exactly. Stand. <laughs> yeah, this ain't, a, this ain't your ladder stand. Yeah. Your, your $150 ladder stand that you buy five of and then bitch about when one stand, and you're like, yeah. man, these stand, I wish the stand was on a different wind. Really? We talk about this stand on episode 300. We'll just let you uh-huh. listen. Um, also, podcast brought to you by Big Time. Uh, check out the app. We're on the app. The podcast is on there. Um, you can do the uh, the buck brunch if they don't allow mineral in your state. You can get the mineral, all sorts of goodies coming down the line from Big Time. Check them out, bigtime.com. Victory Archery, Hunter's Blend Coffee, Working Class is the code for 10% off Hunter's Blend. Accommodation Creative, they've been helping us crank out a lot of our video work on carbon and logos and all that fun stuff. We've rambled enough. We should let them get to the episode here. Yeah, you should. Enjoy. It was a fun one. A lot to learn. Hopefully some laughs, and we hope you enjoy it. Thanks for sticking with us. 300. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> this is Sparta! Keep this shit 300. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi. I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bow Hunter. Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. Good, 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 Time once again for another rendiverous episode of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at 1600 Buck Slayer Place. Beautiful Buckatorium, lovely Sherrard, Illinois. Zip code, eh, who cares anymore? But this is episode, and I cannot believe I'm saying this because I can't believe I'm still on this show, 300. Three. You've, been, you've been fired a couple times, so <laughs> and I can't believe I'm back. What three zero zero? Can you guys really not find a replacement for me? Is it that bad? Yeah, you just do well, then you fuck up, and we got to fire you, and then you do well again, and you're back, <laughs> so. dude. We thought one hundred and fifty episodes was like, dude, we're killing it, we're doing shit, and now we're at three hundred. 
Yeah, and we're sick of it. So 301 will be our last show. Thanks, everyone, for all the support. We're going to close her out. I think you guys only bring me back because you don't want to pay me unemployment. You're like, dude, we don't want to pay him for not doing shit. We're waiting to get to the age where we can just offer you out on an early retirement. I already don't do shit. You're not going to pay me to not do even less shit. (laughs) Episode 300. Holy shit. Yeah. Man, Steven is in studio. Eric is in studio. <laughs> Eric, Eric Lee and uh, Kurt Tiss. Thank you. And yes. Cody DeQuisto is in studio for episode 300. What's up, dude? Happy to be here, man. Pumped to finally get out to the place and see it, man. This is uh, this is pretty cool. Pretty this is cool the first time you've here. been in a real podcast studio. This is the first time. You're like a trade show podcast connoisseur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, you, did you expect this whole studio set up like this? Um, yes and no. I mean, I knew you guys had a studio, um, but it looks sick, man. This is like what I envision my hunting trailer looking like next year. It's <laughs> yeah. just going to be all yeah. spaceship lights and just... Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we've got like a strip club going on It here. looks like a small town strip club with a plywood <laughs> stage. <laughs> These right? are probably it's... the same lights they use for strip clubs. <laughs> oh, it is for sure. But no, man, thanks for coming. We, uh, I'm, I'm pumped about 300 episodes. We finally have you in a spot where we can just record and not worry about crowds and people working the booths and all that stuff. So... It's kind of nice to just kick back. And Relax. this is our first time we've been back in the studio since in, in a month. Ooh, really? That's yeah. That's the vicious show season, dude. For the, real, the show circuit. It is, man. It is a circuit. It's it's like going on tour as like a musician or something. Yeah, it's weird, man. Every year, you know, you get it's like you you come off of hunting season, and you know, I know me personally, I'm like hitting hunting as hard as I possibly can up until that, until they literally are like, Cody, we have to leave for ATA. Like, yeah, get the hell out of the woods, and then you know, and then it's like okay, you know, then ATA, and then after that, it's just like a blur until yeah. You've been doing this for years until now. Yeah, I I remember working, um, working shows, you know, as like like twelve, thirteen years old, just running around grabbing yeah. grabbing boxes and and you know doing whatever I whatever I could. I'd like climb be climbing the climbers on the display poles like during the show <laughs> and just kind of. Well, we talked around. about when my dad bought those first two lone wolves. We, I think we even talked about it on a podcast when I was like 14, 15. You're like, dude, I was probably working that the booth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was there for sure. Maybe I was like off somewhere else. You're a cool yeah. guy in me somewhere. You're like, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like, cool. I already have a tattoo. Where's yours? <laughs> hey, so, so for people who uh, who are unfamiliar, maybe someone's new to honey and they're just tuning in, who, uh, who are you? What company are you with? And uh, what's the... Awesome. Why are you here? Why are you here on episode 300, Cody? That, I really want to know. That is a dang good question. I I was no idea. I was actually looking around. I was going to ask you guys the same thing. Like, <laughs> what the hell do you guys got me on here for? Like, what can I possibly, uh, you know, give to this uh, this group of of uh, this fine program of bangers? Um, <laughs> bangers, bro. <laughs> um, no. So, uh, I mean, I'm I'm with. Uh, Lone Wolf Custom Gear and um, XOP Outdoors currently. You know, we do uh, tree stands, climbing sticks, um, you know, kind of that cast aluminum, lightweight, portable mobile sets uh, for your, um, you know, not only your, your mobile hunter, but, you know, um, even even fixed possession hanging climbers, you know, so all sorts of stuff. For sure. Well, nice. let's, uh, and we've done a couple podcasts at the trade shows. We did one in Ohio. Oh, hell, we did one in Iowa and one in Ohio. Um, we got all tied up at Wisconsin, but we've kind of touched and feathered and left people on some cliffhangers and stuff. But um, maybe what we do is after you you just did your like self-introduction, maybe we talk now about um, our partnership between Lone Wolf Custom Gear and Working Class Bowhunter. There are some people like curious about it, and I don't really know what, what else there is to say, but maybe we can go into a little detail, and then we'll kind of just branch off and, 
and fire the entire episode off from there. But um, I guess we talked last summer about working together, doing something um, well before the big Cody DeQuisto's the coolest dude on the planet podcast. Dude, pattern. <laughs> no, no way. No way. He's uh, cool, a guy in us right now, man. Yeah, yeah he is. So we, we were planning on doing a show forever, dude. We could never get it done. And we're like an hour apart from each other. Yeah, yeah. And the bridge is out, though, so you can't. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> There's only one bridge to get here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. only one way. Yeah. Was, so was, we uh, end up making it happen eventually. And then. You know, you you launched Lone Wolf Custom Gear, uh, ATA time frame. I'm sure, I, I mean, I know well before, but um, well, no, would, actually, that was well, yeah. Custom Gear's been around, but like you know, those uh, those products were that was the first time they were seen. Was yeah. was ATA? Yeah. So from there, we just kind of it seemed like ATA was when you started to get to know our crew a little bit. Like we started talking on the regular. What's so funny? What the fuck? No, because there was that video where uh, I it had been a long day oh. for me. Everybody, oh. we're doing a live with you, and someone's like, "Steve, you spacing out, and you're dropping like oh, mad dude. banger deer knowledge." And I'm sitting there, I, <laughs> dude. I had I you're had just not, not hearing shit, and the food was hitting my stomach. So the energy and the enzymes and all that, whatever the hell was going to go on, there's just birds chirping in your head. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was, in the, <laughs> I was out in La La Land. It's like, bro, you even paying attention? I'm like, yeah, don't be on blast like that. Of course, I wasn't. Well, fr- from that show, and then we kind of just. I don't know. I'll have we have a similar mindset on the industry and hunting and and all that, and it kind of just like it makes more sense for us to work together than not work together with how far apart we all are and just our our styles and I guess thought process on certain things. I don't know. I guess that's kind of really all I need to say. I don't really know where we go to discuss a partnership further than that. But unless you have anything to add. No, yeah, I just think it's um, – I'm excited for it. Uh, it's nice to, you know, work with likewise people, um, you know, guys who are, um, you know, getting it done in, in the field and, you know, eager to eager to learn and hunt more, but also, you know, relatable dudes that, that are kind of, you know, just, you know, ground level. So, yeah. well, um, You and I talked a lot about um, just some phone conversations we've had about what we see as like a gap in the hunting industry um, as a – mindset point of view and a style point of view and a an age point of view even too um there's just a big void in the industry where everyone's like this kind of newscaster style of uh straight laced uh personality and it no one no one's like that in real life when you're in in camp and stuff like that it's just not how people are it's worked that way in the past in the hunting industry um but it's not going it's not going to work that way forever and so I feel like that's where we have like kind of like common thought on where we need to tackle the future of of hunting and and how the industry is portrayed and people who are in, influencers air quote. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I do think there's a gap. I think that the predominant, you know, maybe you know, man or woman in our our industry is a little older, um, and it's overlooked, man. Like, uh, um, you know, kind of that different different walk of life. Like, there's a lot of you know. Um, skaters weightlifters like you know a lot of people that are in the in other hobbies um that are super passionate about deer hunting and there's a lot of um you know a lot to go around in that in that aspect Mm -hmm. see and that's we've touched on this before but that's one of the reasons why i reached out to kurt when uh through a mutual friend of ours jordan i followed i found kurt on twitter i saw this dude with gauges and tattoos holding deer i'm like 
Oh shit! I didn't think people like that did that. You know, I'm I'm, I'm cool with that because uh, I grew up with a lot of guys that, you know, we were all getting tattoos at 17 in someone's basement and stuff like that. And I, uh, it, it it definitely broke the mold to me where I was like, you know, I was looking at when I was was first watching it, it was like the Drury's and uh, Ted Nugent's and the Bone Collector guys. So you know, you're looking at these guys and then you see a tattooed guy. It's like, okay, this is something different that piqued my interest. And then you got a guy like you too who's tattooed gauges and things like that and it just i'm not saying it, it's it's breaking the mold because there are people out there like that but it's just the guys that are out in front aren't looking like that right so it's just it's something yeah. it's something new and exciting and i uh i don't know man it's cool like see a bunch of the guys walking around some of the um trade shows and things that we did just tat it up and they'll show you pictures of monsters that they killed and it's like dude this is awesome you know it's you don't have to look a certain way to appreciate deer yeah. hunting, and it's awesome that everybody can get together. And you know, now that's what we were at. Uh, we went to Dave and Buster's at the Wisconsin oh, show, yeah. and like the Prairie Storm boys are like, "You guys don't even look like deer hunters." <laughs> I'm like, that's, as I said, that's a, yeah. I was like, that's a good thing, though. I think because because I don't look like a deer hunter, I might appeal to someone that never thought about deer hunting, and right? might be like, "Oh man, I kind of want to check that out." Like it's it it opens up opportunity to get more people involved if you don't fit that straight clean stereotype of what you think is a deer hunter i don't know there's something to it at least i think so yeah for sure yeah yeah for sure <laughs> right on dude he's cool guy in us on our own podcast he is. He's yeah bro totally bro yeah dude whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I gotta go <laughs> i didn't want to like hey what he said yeah. Right, I hear, I hear. But no, anyway, we're working together. You can see Cody's really excited about it, so that's cool. Yeah, dude, he's <laughs> super stoked right now. He's, to, he, man, we're so glad you're here, brother. <laughs> Too many you? spaceship lights. <laughs> it's, it's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, these lights. <laughs> dude, Cody lost us. All right, <laughs> let's talk about uh, Lone Wolf Custom Gear because yeah, we, we, yeah, we cool, or, or, or whatever, yeah, whatever. We touched on it in detail at some of the trade show podcasts, but I don't feel like we did it uh, enough justice on on what it actually yeah. is and what it actually can offer. And then I also think that people are confused on Lone Wolf. Well, there already is a Lone Wolf. Well, what about XOP? Lone Wolf Custom Gear, I think there's like – I think it's confusion pe people are getting it, but I feel like there's a, a little confusion for people who don't dig into that stuff as much as they should. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and rightfully so, it is kind of confusing. So you have to, you know, if you look at the whole, the whole spectrum. So, um, you know, my my old man founded the company Lone Wolf in uh, in, in 1984. You know, it was a, a passion of his, deer hunting, and he started to, you know, kind of um, tinker with stands and and you know do his own his own designs. Um, you know, it was a, you know, kind of you know your typical like. Um, you know, American entrepreneur, like you know your success story, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, started it out of the tiny little two car garage in the in the backyard. You know, uh, you know, my mom actually thought of the name. It was it was this, uh, you know, down home grassroots company that was, you know, he built that that name throughout the years at these like consumer shows and mm -hmm. just you know year in and year out. But so, um, you know, he founded that company back in the in the early eighties, um, brought it up to to what it is today. Um, in 2006, um, so a lot of people think the company was sold. Um, it was not sold. The, there was a licensing agreement um, that was issued to use the name Lone Wolf for tree stands. And what Dad did was sell his patented tree stands. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, those were patents from the early 90s um, that ran their course in about 2014. Um, that's where companies like um, XOP came into play. So uh, in 2014, when the patent was up on that original casting, uh, you've seen a lot of other tree stand companies kind of get into that market, like mm -hmm. um, Millennium, Leverage, Ameristep. So um, mm -hmm. Field & Stream made a cast stand. Um, now that it was available, it was becoming a little bit more popular. Well, uh, cast is a different, uh, you know, a different bird altogether. It's different than expanded aluminum, uh, aluminum and welded great stands that have been around. So um, a lot of companies were having a little bit of trouble with uh, with their cast design. So XOP was coming up um, as a tree stand company and actually contacted me as well as the old man to kind of do some design work um, with them and kind of, you know, get them off their feet uh, as far as a cast stand goes, you know. So the mission with XOP was to, you know, provide that that lone wolf quality, um, you know, a lifetime warranty, cast aluminum stand, um, all the same great features uh, and more for and a more affordable price, you know. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the the um, the idea behind the the XOP. So uh, you see XOP start up uh, when I when I walked in the doors at XOP, the last thing I was going to do was reinvent the wheel from an already you know great tree stand. So you know we did um, little things like you know the patented I beam, mm -hmm. um, you know the heat treated steel buttons instead of the old plastic, you know uh, bigger cam straps, the dual action seat cushion. Uh, six-point offset bracket, more offset capability in a, in a tighter locking position, quick connects with multiple slots for different degrees of angle. So it was a lot of little things, um, you know, when added to a great stand, made it like a, a really awesome stand, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, with that being said, you know, XOP has got some great products, and I still, um, I still do design work uh, with them to this day. Um, but we always did have it. You know, it was always there, even in, in the early XOP days, you know, we still had the name Lone Wolf, and we still always intended to do something. Owned it. You owned name. the name Lone Wolf. That is yes. your guys's. Yes. Owned it. Since 84. Yep. Still do. Um, it's a family um, It's a family name. So, And, and to be, just to, so everyone is clear, you sold the licensing to what Lone Wolf Tree Stands is. That's yep. all, all that was. Yep. So the company didn't sell just the licensing agreement for them to sell the stands. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, if you notice, that's all... Um, lone wolf tree stand sells is tree stands um, like they can't do a ground blind or anything like that nope nope so it's just tree stands um and you know a lot of their designs um you know were old designs of uh, of dads from from prior to that and and still are to this day you know so uh still great stands but you know the world's the world's changing you know we're moving mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you've seen these um you've seen these innovations from xop and um you know uh this stand you know was impacting the hunter um, now, you know, you come into this, this new era almost where, um, not a new era, but, a, but a full circle. I think it's happening with a lot of things, but the mobile game and, and mobile hunting specifically and, and, and all these, um, all these popular topics right now, uh, for whitetails has started to come back real heavy mm -hmm. and it's blowing um, up right but now. It, it seems like it's always been, it is blown up for sure. Because it wasn't really ever talked about before. I mean, people brought it up, but not well, like... Well, I think, yeah, it wasn't talked about like in the masses like it is now, but it right. was always, like in my opinion, the most effective way. That shit that, Cody, you and, and your dad have been doing forever, it's, it's hunting that me and my dad have been doing forever, mm -hmm. killing deer. It's stuff that, Eric, you've been doing since you started. Steve, what's up? Um, but <laughs> it, it's, it's not... 
to guys that have been in the game, it's not new. But right. to a lot of people, it's the craze now because they discovered how effective it is on a um, mainstream level, I guess. For sure. Yeah, well, I think it's a lot, you know, with today's day and age and, and you know, you got marketing and you got guys doing certain things and it's seen more. Um, you know, I mean, dad was very successful back in the day. Well, and, and still is as far as the hunting wise goes. So people seen that and, you know, related to that and like, oh man, well, he's, you know, he's real successful and he's shooting a lot of big deer, you know, and it, and the stand that he designed back then was a stand that he needed, you know, to do what what he you know, wanted to do. What he wanted yeah. to do in, in the deer woods, you know, right. and he and he needed that. You know, I've it's cliche, but I've always, you know, I really think that that thought rings true, and it's you know, necessity is the mother of invention. That that's what it is to a in a nutshell. You know, when For you sure got is. when you need something, you know, uh, you know, an active mind starts thinking of ways to you know um, satisfy that need. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like what's what's happening now with the new custom gear products. Like so, you know, you look at a guy like Dad who started hunting with a plywood tree stand and and completely revolutionized the game with with these technologies like cast and his leveling and, and his strap system and then you look at a guy like me who I started out with that so right. com- so innovating on that is a whole different game you know and now we're right. we're 35 years later um and you see these things like it it can always be done and you know I knew um, you know, the, the industry was in need for some serious tree stand innovation because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what we were doing with XOP was great, but with the mobile craze, you know, coming up as big as it's getting, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I've been, I've been hunting with a stand like the one we just came out for, for five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where like now it's like, okay, you know, I think, you know, people are wanting, this is the time to right. do it. This right. isn't, this is a need now, you know, before right. it was, you know, I didn't. I guess I didn't really know people were getting that crazy, mm-hmm. you know, and I wasn't out there. And, and you know, now that I'm kind of out there seeing what people are, are doing. So, um, you know, the innovation on this new product from what was already, in my opinion, the best tree stand in, in the game. Oh, hands down. Is just, um, you know, it, it is exactly uh, what we wanted. Well, let me. Right. I, I want to touch on that and something that's going to be convenient for me because I'm lazy when it comes to carrying stuff in. <laughs> you, I mean, that's just facts. This is facts, and so this Science, is huge. Bro. So when you go to the the DeQuisto series stand that was um, at the at some of the trade shows, it is now set up to where the, the sticks are going to lay flat, and you can put a backpack on there. I mean, I don't know if you're one of those guys who's like, I don't need to take a backpack because I only take this, this, and this out there. Like, you know, don't be that jackass. But the fact that you can have um, the way that you can set a backpack up on the stand and put the stand and your backpack on there where it's going to be convenient to move that in. So convenient. And get mm-hmm. in there. I'm like, that is that is less, you know, shit that I have to, like, I, I can literally hold that and be on my phone while I'm going into the stand. Because <laughs> if I know I'm too far out where I'm not getting cell phone signal, I'm not moving any further and I'm setting up a stand right there. <laughs> that shit's huge for me. Well, I don't know. Your results may vary, but that's what I'm all about. Well, it's taken this setup that... I mean, because I think I, I watched an interview online. It might have been on your guys' channel. You said like, there's been more big deer kills out of oh man your guys' style it, of stand than probably. Well, it's almost you could call that for sure. You could probably claim that. Because oh, for sure. I almost bet. every big deer I've ever killed is out of a lone wolf. And 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 don't don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, there's there's giant deer being killed out of other stands, but when you look at a, when you look at a stand that was designed for an aggressive style hunter. Um, and you look at the impact that 
Lone Wolf as a brand and as a tree stand company has made um, on the hunting industry for the past um, 35 years. It's just, I mean, there's there. I, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, there's yeah, you got there's so many other stands sold, but it almost you know it it's just like you know maybe a more serious guy is going to gravitate toward a little bit more serious of a stand i guess you mm-hmm. know in 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 the evolution sake of a of hunting um you know now a lot of i've talked to people at the show is oh you're biased you know you, you just hunt that well i've i've went before um you know just to have an honest point of view at everything and have tried other tree stands. I've hunted mm-hmm. out of other tree stands. I've tried well, it's other. Be- it's benchmarking for your business. You're going to buy yeah, the competition have, and try it. You almost have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to see what you got to see what's going on. Um, but you know, I mean, hands down, a lot of the other stuff on the market is a derivative of of what um, you know Dad did in the first place. But the cast, you know, being that cast player. It's been no question that cast has been the um, you, you know or cast is king. Yeah. <laughs> in, <laughs> until now. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, now, you know, now. now we're, um, you know, we've gone above and beyond that. We have a lighter stand that's specifically designed for transporting, for mobile use, you mm-hmm. know. So, like you mentioned, Steve, I mean, uh, the frame pack feature on this stand, um, it, the biggest hiccup, I think, with any mobile hunter, or especially nowadays with how big the media's gotten and how big shows have gotten and what people are doing. Um, there's more shit being taken out in the woods with you. Mm-hmm. So I For mean, sure. whether that's you know, Steve, your bag of lunch and your 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 <laughs> your, your, t- your television to watch uh, wrestling on, <laughs> or old school <laughs> handheld TV, or, or your um, you know, or your film equipment, or yeah, you know, yeah. your extra clothes, you know. So it was always like, okay, oh, here's my here's my stand, you know, here here I'm putting my sticks on it, you know man shit where'd i put my backpack or like let me strap it over here strap it over there well, so that's what i always did where the stand the platform where that goes against a tree i always put the straps around that yep. well then you got your sticks sticking out yep. you got four yeah. sticks on below that so your backpack's sticking out three feet oh yeah when yep. you know throwing you off balance catching everything on the way out too oh, well sure. now yeah now you got you know i mean the biggest thing was getting rid of the you know climbing sticks are bulky you know and mm-hmm. You know, uh, the cheaper ones have the fixed position V-brackets as well as, you know, even um, a lone wolf or an XOP with, with fixed position V-brackets uh, or pivoting V-brackets but not uh, fully collapsible, uh, if you'd say. Um, it always added for just kind of a pain for stacking. You know, you're coming out, like you said. You're coming out from the body. Um, that's weight coming off, you know, that's actually making it seem Getting heavier. farther away from your body. Yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now, you know, even with these new sticks made out of three-quarter inch material, um, when you stack these on there, I mean, you're literally, I mean, with your four-pack getting up 20 feet, your entire tree stand profile is two inches. Dude, it is, I mean, it's, it's so insane. damn impressive. Um, my dad came, Papa Dave, Came to the Wisconsin Classic, and I had I had you give him a rundown because my dad's been obsessed with those lone wolf stands since we bought them in oh four oh five whenever they were. When he saw those sticks stack up onto that stand and how flat it was and compact, mm-hmm. I, I I know my dad was like, "Oh shit!" I'm sure he didn't pull out <laughs> his checkbook right there and buy two immediately. <laughs> you know, he probably would have. But I told him to back off a little. <laughs> but it's back up, back up, Dave. I mean, what's like the full setup weight? Because I think that's. Right now, people are concerned with weight. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the biggest, I mean, you know, obviously the trend nowadays is is getting, you know, it's like a, 
it's like these race car drivers now. Anywhere you can cut an ounce or, or you know, and all that. So, I mean, hundred pounds equals a tenth. Yeah, yeah. weight. Um, really, weight was a big factor, but also we did not want to be. And one thing I really didn't want to do is chase some some mythical weight and have a stand that wasn't huntable or functionable because you right. need it to to function what it's for. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are stands out there. It's just like these guys saddle hunting with screwing steps. Well, okay, you know, you got oh, well, my setup weight is is one and a half pounds because I got two steps and a harness and. Okay, good for you. That's not that's not what we're talking about. That's that's a whole different system. So, um, you know, there's stands out there that I think are advertising, you know, five or six pounds. But I mean, you're talking super narrow. You know, no adjustments. Um, loud, small, loud, loud, small yep. seats, very small seats. So kind like almost chintzy in, in yeah, a way, you know. Yeah, and, and dangerous. Dude, yeah, <laughs> and you're taken away from from huntability. So even with like the climbing sticks too. So, you know, it would have been very easy to take a stand or take a stick and just shrink its size and be like, oh, here's your, you know, I can make a fucking stand as big as this phone and say, hey, man, it, it, weighs, it, it weighs six <laughs> ounces, you know, but for a mouse, it's not going to, it's not going to do you any good. So, um, like right. even, you know, the climber sticks per se, you know, I mean, we're at, I think the, the, the full stick or the full stick now, the three step, um, 33 inch stick is point three pounds mm -hmm. you know what i mean so um but you have you still have that longer separation from the tree mm -hmm. than a lone wolf does you have a longer step than your original lone wolf does and this end of the step like curves up i love yep, that you have the the curve into the step we have a roomier footbed the actual footbed of the step itself is twice as thick as a lone wolf. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, so there's integrated hand grips on the actual stick Dude, itself. that wanted over for me right there because I always grab the stick, oh, yeah. yep. and it's slick yep. usually. So, and there's some trees that that's just the comfortable way to grab the stick. And yep. so when I saw that, that was one of those little inconvenient inconveniences I always put up with. And then now that it's cut in there, I'm like, damn, like this yeah. thing's luxury. It's oh, a yeah. Rolls Royce of stands, man. Yeah, it's like yeah. a pistol grip. And well, and you're, Kinda. you know, so. That's the thing, you know, it was getting the main goal was to get the weight down and, you know, could we make those sticks apple to apple steps with apple to apple V brackets and all that um and make them smaller and get sub 2 pounds, but but what would be the point? Then you'd have a a shit a shit light stick. A shit stick. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, so the so we want, you know, we want to keep huntability there as well. So, you know, you have the full length stick um that really does that. And then with the benefit uh, you know, even the, you know, now the, the stopping points being a hundred percent aluminum, you know, you're not stopping on the head of a bolt or an additional component. Everything is real streamlined now. Um, and the stick itself is made from three quarter material. So, you know, you're, you're smaller than a one inch stick tube and then you're turning that on the side and you're stacking it together. So your profiles are just, I mean, just insane, you know, um, and the same thing goes with the stand, the stand, you know, actually is you know, it has a full size, you know, 12 inch seat on it. Mm -hmm. It has a, you know, a, a smaller of, uh, or, you know, your standard, I'd say tree stand size is like a 30 by 20, mm -hmm. right? You know, so we're like 19 by 28, mm -hmm. which is not very far off of a standard, like full size stand. Yeah. 
this stand is actually a little bigger than like your your assault or your vanish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it actually has more room, you know, being at that you know true seven and a half pounds. So um, could we have made the seat tiny and got it to six pounds? And then could we have made it fifteen inches wide and maybe got it to five pounds? Yeah, but let's talk about the, that yeah, though, guys, because the seat. If I don't care, so there's guys that say they stand up the entire time. I I sure as fuck don't. Hell no, <laughs> I sit down. That's why there's a seat on there so and, you can sit down. Because I can't stand up. I'll lock my knees and then I get fatigued. And I I like to sit down in my stands. That's when you wear the saddle, bro. You wear the saddle in the stands. You don't have to sit. <laughs> I mean, it's a benefit of it. But I like my full seat. I've hunted with some stands with some tiny seats, and it's fine. You and whatever, but. I do like the I like a not a huge platform, but, but the platform the size you're talking about because I feel it makes me feel like I'm stealthy mm-hmm. rather than sitting in there in a recliner. Yeah. That's just like my deal. Those with stands. big stands are nice though; they're just they are nice, the man. Move but I like to feel like I'm tucked in and just like up against yeah, you know. Right. What I mean? Well, and, and and that's where it comes into like you know what what setup you're in. You know, if you're in, you know, a, if you're setting a stand that you're never going to move and that you're going to hunt every year and that's just like a permanent set, well, then, yeah, you, you probably wouldn't want to take this stand that was designed to, to transport and be mobile with and, and hang it there and leave it, you know. Mm-hmm. But then you might want a little bit bigger, more cushy uh, yeah. seat, bigger platform. Um, so it's all about, you know, it's all about tools for, you know, trying to get the job done and, yeah. and what you're doing at that, at that moment. Um, but, you know, so with the, you know, full size of the stand, um, all the increased capabilities. So a lot of people don't even realize that they get caught up on the frame pack and the sticks and how it works to be mobile. It has more adjustment in every in every avenue. Mm-hmm. It has two additional leveling um, slots for the platform. So it in in you know oh, two, but that transfers over to the end of the platform like tremendously. So mm-hmm. you're talking more uh, greater increased leveling capabilities. Um, that goes for the seat as well. Um, offset capability with the new offset bracket. That's a six tooth, and it, well, it's actually a it's actually a nine tooth. It's got micro teeth in it, so you don't get any slippage when you get really hard out and you get on those um, those hard angles with one uh, one tooth contactor yeah. or to them trees where you're really wanting to come back to center. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's got the the in platform bow holder. Um, the every, everything uh, everything as far as use and function has been has been upgraded. The old one kind of didn't work for a lot of the newer style bows. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this one does. Uh, it's Everything really came together great to make um, an all-around, extremely lightweight, extremely low-profile, like badass mobile setup. Yeah, uh, kick-ass dude. It, I think it's the shit. It, the, uh, let's talk about the coating a little bit on the stand. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. So the coating is, um, uh, it's uh, we're calling it Silent Touch. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a micro layer of like. Uh, uh, it's technically rubber, I guess you'd say. It's like a rubberized yeah. under, not yeah. under coating yeah, kind of. But, but it's it's not like a heavy, like a dirt right. coat or like a bed liner. It's, it's soft, um, so it feels good to the touch. Um, it helps for, for noise, you mm-hmm. know, so it dampens everything and, and it, it decreases noise. Um, wear and tear, it holds up great, um, you know, for those metal-on-metal metal surfaces, even though, you know, we have the stacking bushings that – really are designed and, and they put a, a layer, an eighth inch layer of rubber between any any metal component. Even when the mm-hmm. seat comes down and locks into the platform, you know, with a full set, if you had six sticks on there too, your seat is actually ends up the contact points end up hitting right on those rubber grommets. So mm-hmm. I mean everything is thought through as far as as far as that goes. And um 
that's been really popular that that yeah. uh, that silent touch coating i think it's going to be it's going to do really well and a lot of people are worried about the surface of the stand um you know having having a lot of wear but everything is coated except for the surface of that top rung Gotcha. Just okay. to you know, so you don't have any rubber on rubber with like your boots or whatnot. Mm, you get right. some nice squeaking and yep, shit like that. Get some nice grip from the stand. <laughs> shit like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, everything else is. So let's else. do the. Let's talk about um, price a little bit. And Dude, then I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna pop this off real quick. All right, hey, pop, pop that. Pop that shirt. You off. don't have to wear the head. Oh, he's taking his hoodie off, everybody. Oh, yeah. dude, it's it's getting warm in here. Man. Oh, know. dude, he's wearing the Coors Banquet shirt. That a boy. I should have picked <laughs> him up. <laughs> man, the finest banquet beer. Oh boy! Now we're ready. He's in for the long haul. It's getting heated up, man. We start talking setups. Oh, hey, hey, can, you you. can you make them pecs dance? Oh, he's just getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. That's a weird question. So, so I want to talk price and the future because it is early uh, for one with custom gear. Uh, I know I can only imagine like what I mean. What you guys have done for tree stand for for tree stand hunters in general. You guys are like the you're the OGs of it. You and your dad are kind of the saviors, the legends. What, what we needed in 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 this style of hunting. Um, let's talk price a little because when we announced our partnership, there were some people that were like, "Well, that's not a long, that's not a working class price." Stand, but and my thing was, well, if you buy a thousand dollar bow every year, or if you're like me and buy a, a shit ton of twenty five dollar stands that add up, <laughs> this this is designed to be the stand that stays on your back, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. it could be so, the only one you ever need. That's that's what a lot of people I think are missing. So, um, you know, I um, for the new process and, and what our price is, it's actually, I mean, it, it's pretty reasonable. I mean, you know, being that we're cutting this out of solid plating and yeah, we didn't cover that. Know, we didn't, we said it wasn't cast, but yeah. Yeah. Didn't. So it's, it's actually cut from solid, um, solid aluminum plating and you know, you got this, billet. this yeah, billet, this, this material is a lot more resilient, um, than cast, but it allows us to get a little bit more free with our, our, our designs too. And all that, um, goes, but so, you know, as far as, um, price goes when you look at this thing a lot of people like we were just talking about with the size of the platform and what you're doing um for like you said today's day and age that guys are spending a thousand dollars on a bow mm-hmm. or you know i mean maybe eight nine hundred bucks on a sick outfit or, or camo clothing or, anymore yeah. and and mm-hmm. you know maybe those aren't your your working class items but a lot of things are getting up there in you know in price point but I think you, you you step into a whole nother realm when you're looking at a tree stand that you'll literally your kids will use. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. the, you know, you got you got something that, for one, you're putting your life in its hands. Yep. Yeah. You're, you, yeah. you're twenty feet up in a tree, right? Or or ten feet, or, or yeah, that's or what two, I'm talking about. Or two feet, or whatever. <laughs> um, Bring some, that up later. I want to talk guys, about that. Some, <laughs> some guys get forty feet up there, but anyway. So you got this piece of equipment, right? I I personally believe the way that I hunt, a tree stand is the most important tool in my arsenal i mean i could i could pick up any bow and get it done with any bow you know and and you know i mean it's it's the way you're hunting but i think it's a very important part it's you know that being one thing you know your life's in its hands uh you know you want a nice quality product up there you don't want something that's going to rust over time or wither away or Mm -hmm. you know have issues with um and then you know something that is gonna it's gonna be around forever you know one of the greatest things um that i hear that just fires me up is when i get guys that come to me at shows and they literally say um things like uh i bought a tree stand from your dad in 92 and i'm still using it to this day Mm -hmm. like that just fires me up you know i mean it's it's 
And it's all the time. I mean, dude, there's guys out there still using some of the plywood climbers that he made before he even started. <laughs> right. Look at what Eric. That's hard. I mean, that one I brought today is yep. like, I can. I don't know what year it's from, but that, that thing still looks like it, yeah. it's brand new. And that thing would be early 90s, you know? Yeah. I mean, so it's... It does look brand new. It's so. probably older than I am. How old are you? Well, nineteen ninety, but oh, it, no, it's probably it's probably the same age as you, maybe you know a little, maybe a c- couple years. <laughs> That's uh, just insane yeah. to think about. But so you know, you're looking at something like that. You're looking at a serious investment. You know, you ain't mm-hmm. gonna rip this like an outfit. You're not gonna right. go. You know, you won't need a new one. You're not gonna um, have the shitty metal that you buy on the cheaper stands that rusts off and then that grate pops up and it yeah. goes pop pop every time yeah. you stand. I on guess the <laughs> re-weld everyone for Kurt. Eric's done that for me. <laughs> yeah, or buying some of the mud. Yeah, really cheap stands, dude. I, I get nervous when I get in a cheap stand because I'm a heavy dude, but just kind of feeling, just feeling the, the stands that you got. You know, yeah, it's billet aluminum. I, I I would feel very comfortable hopping in one of those just because it's not that great. It's it's cut out of that single piece. And it just it feels like a solid it's, it's piece. Not that I'm gonna have. Gr- you said it's ever. not that great. You meant like the metal grade? <laughs> oh, it's not yeah, that yeah. not that great. Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's really not that great. But. It's not. That- <laughs> yeah, different it, different it's total dog shit but you know what i mean not in a bad way <laughs> no it's yeah it's yeah. not that it's not that um that it's shitty banded metal yeah where it looks like chicken coop wire sprayed with like spray paint you know what i mean it's not <laughs> yep. that's the grade i'm talking about but that, yeah. that kind of frustrated me i know that probably frustrates you but i'm like man we just covered all the crazy shit the stand can do it's the stand that stays mm-hmm. on your back it's going to allow you to get there and do that yeah. hang and bang style hunting it's, it's your partner yep. in this in, in this and that's what i was going to finish on you know i mean this is your this is your baby you know this is the one that goes with you every time if mm-hmm. you're a, if you're hunting a, if you're a public land hunter and that's all you do and you're hiking in every day this is the one that's going to go in and out with you every day. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're hunting a private farm and you got permanent sets, well, you're not going to take it with you that time. Or, you know, yeah. if you're, you know, jumping around. Um, or it's, it's a one you keep on your truck and you have your go-to yeah. sets. And when yep. you've got to make a move on Big Boy from yep. scouting you did late October, yep. that's the one you take in there. And that's even and on my private farms. My lone wolf is always with me just in case I get there and the wind shifted or yep. something weird happened where i got to make a quick move. Yep. Yep. It's always there. Kurt, pull up some music. I'll uh, I'll do a little uh, commercial for uh, Cody right now. How's that sound? God, what kind of music? Do you want? <laughs> I don't know. Give me some. Uh, give me some awesome music that people would buy shit to. I'm not prepared for this yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not this, either. This I'm, is totally on the fly, isn't dude, it? Dude, I'm winging this too. Dude, how, long right been, th- how long have you been thinking about this? Like three seconds. Oh my god! Do I think of anything before I say it? No. Or do it? No. 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 Not <laughs> Absolutely at all. Absolutely not. Let's see if I can do this, man. If this is total shit, uh, this is the working class bow hunter commercial, so it has nothing to do with the with custom gear. I gotta find the music first. Yeah, what kind of music should we uh, should we sell these stands to? Um, Cody's got to pick a song. Ooh, <laughs> we'll see here. Dude, don't fear the reaper because you're gonna be the reaper. That cowbell is every deer you're gonna hit with the stand. You digging it? Yeah, I'm feeling that. Well, let me, you feeling it? Well, let me crack a beer. <laughs> what? It's royalty free, so I had to, so I didn't get pulled off. <laughs> so, good. Come on, man! You gonna do this or not? You ready? Yeah, you ready? Waiting on you. All right, here we go. Hey, you, the public land hunter, or the guy who wants to get on big deer? Are you complaining about how much tree stands cost? Are you like? Bro, there's no way I'd pay 800 bucks or 900 or anything for a tree stand. Listen, uh, take those negative thoughts and uh, take them to Iowa because this is Illinois where we kill big deer. I mean, Indiana. I'm sorry. Iowa and Illinois. 
Just kidding, wink, wink. Everybody's free to buy these stands. But I'll tell you what, if you've ever wanted to buy an American-made stand made out of billet aluminum with all the features, bells, whistles, and low-profile that you've been looking for, I'll tell you what, Lone Wolf Custom Gear has the stand for you. So, all you got to do is bust that checkbook out, cash, debit card, or, I mean, if you got some, uh, like a cool Harley that you want to trade, I mean, you might be able to work it out with the guys, but I'm just saying, fork out that money because this is going to last for generations and ger- generations. You don't want your grandkids to think granddad was cheap and he didn't kill big deer because he bought some crappy, you know, Walmart stand. Buy a good stand. Buy a good stand from good people. This is Steve from the Working Class Bow Hunter telling you to buy Lone Wolf Custom Gear. I'm out. I mean, it's something like that. Wow, man. For you. <laughs> Dude, the, from, so let's, let's start at the top. That was literally... No, the, the music was on point. I re- just Googled it. The real question is, would you trade a tree stand for a Harley? Well, he's... <laughs> so that's what, right when the Harley thing dropped, I'm like, man, people are going to think this thing costs a lot more than it does. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. You said $900. They bring in 83 sports. They're just yeah, a right. piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, man. That oh. was good. That literally, for everyone listening... We did not plan that. That was just no, like no. pulled some music, and that was totally was on the fly. That was totally on the fly. I might have been drinking for a little bit, so just so everybody knows, <laughs> that was good. Though <laughs> disclaimer: um, none of the statements that Dude. I have made are currently true that I know of, or that uh, anyone else. Know. Any legal mumbo jumbo. So uh, don't at, take my word for there's it. There's that infomercial. In <laughs> stands are up. They went up for pre order already. So yeah, yeah. The, man, the first like. Three seconds, that thing was solid, <laughs> and then it fell hey, off the rim. Hey, public land, like it was. It was I was like, <laughs> the oh, first no. three seconds, <laughs> dude. You know, you got someone sold within the first three seconds. Yeah. It's like a chick knows if she wants to bang you within no. the six second, first six seconds of looking at you. Is that is that what it, is that a fact? Uh, that's what they say, but S- uh, scientific fact. I mean, six seconds. <laughs> hey, hand me one of them mother's milk. Yeah, well, Ooh. I've I've been proved wrong before because the chick's like, yeah, you're kind of cute, and then I get to talking, and like three minutes later, she's walking away. So. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's like she wants it. It doesn't mean they're committed. I don't know. We're not to the. Uh, I still want to cover. I don't know the where sta- you're going here. The stands are for pre-order. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> previously uh, stated. Talking about Steve's dating so, life now. That, the the pre-order did. It opened. Uh, it opened a couple on, weeks um, ago. A few weeks ago. By the time of this airs. Yeah, yeah. So it opened um, last week, um, and the pre-orders for the full-length climbing stick, uh, the compact climbing stick, and then the. Uh, the hang on, um, we will have a couple products uh, to follow um, in the next few months. Uh, we are working on a double step model uh, that we are not sure of an exact release date or pre order date, and we're also working on. Ready for it, Kurt? Drum roll. Uh, should I pull up a drum roll and <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the saddle platform? Nice. So um, that'll be that'll be coming to. It'll be modeled off the. Uh, some people might have seen the prototype, but it's modeled off that assassin, the assassin stand that got so popular when everybody got back into the into the saddle style of hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be available as well too, um, pretty soon. Cool, um, man. Yeah. And then I, I know there's always more the way your brain works. You're always thinking of something. So but I won't pry on you, and we'll just say look forward for another episode with uh, yeah, your, your yeah, show. definitely. Um, I mean, if you can leak something, leak it. But if you, I don't want to force you into that. Yeah, so we'll... Um, do it. I guess the, the, <laughs> No peer pressure, but do it. The, um, <laughs> it's, our biggest, it's our biggest episode to date, so, I mean, you should do it. But don't do it if you're not comfortable, but you should because you're with your boys. I'll, <laughs> I'll just say this, you know, so, I mean, we're we're taking a lot of this, um, you know, uh, technology that we have in the stand, 
and we'll be putting in some other model stands as well. Um, and there's even talk of some um, more potential uh, sizes and, and designs. So um, it's kind of it's up in the air right now, but but that'll be coming out soon, and we'll be definitely uh, dropping it here. So awesome, man! I'm, I'm I can't wait. I can't wait to get this stand out next fall and and really put it to work. And that's uh that's what Doug Mustache Doug is not here, but he uh, named me Kurt Hanging Stands guy or last year, so I'm gonna live true to my name. And you know, I only got to hang one stand. That one year, I don't know how many stands I hung. Remember me talking about that? I hung and moved so many sets. Like 36, dude. dude. It was insane. And I'm like, man, if I had a setup. And then, you know, and I'm going to put them on blast. I don't give a fuck. I bought, me and my dad bought the X-Stand backcountry kit or whatever the fuck. Oh, it looked awesome out of the package, yeah. dude. Yeah. Biggest piece of shit I've ever fucking put on a tree. I'm not kidding, man. Dude, I I did a I posted a video and I don't I don't ever do that shit. When you're when you got that thing, you were all hyped up cuz it dude, was like a dude, it a, seemed awesome. You were right. every angry white person on Yelp when you're doing yeah, that. It dude, was I hilarious. Was. I, I was hanging it um on the and lease. And not banging it. And I was uh, I was hanging from my lineman's rope and I just I don't know. I I got so pissed that I did a video of me hanging from the lines of the draw. I'm up in the tree. I'm like, this fucking piece of shit. And I'm like moving the stand. I'm showing how loud and noisy the sticks are on the tree. It would, it's like hollow aluminum. And when you pull it on the tree, if you don't have it right, it goes boom, boom, boom. And it slides on the tree. The great stuff. Oh, man. I was uh, hot. Hot. I'm still hot. Let's change the subject. See, nobody wants to do that when they're, when they're actually heading in. Um on like an ambush too no and, i mean definitely not when you're in a fragile spot and you're like a yeah. buck bed or whatever a meat dough bed yeah. or whatever <laughs> <Thank> meat <laughs> dough bed. if you're on the buck ridges where they bed yeah <laughs> you're on yeah. Those, those key low-key ridge tops <laughs> dude did we uh so today <laughs> See, what, what you guys don't realize is bucks like a scenery too <laughs> yeah that's true. Mean, they gotta get a good sure. view right well we uh dude, we, you're a ridge top hunter bro don't talk to me <laughs> Co- cody ridge and i went shed hunting hunter. this morning and uh he picked up a lot more sheds than I did, needless to say, and I was starting to feel a little embarrassed. Well, here, so I got I got to out you on this one. So, I mean, Kurt's got a tactic when we're getting into a, a zone that's looking like there's going to be some good sheds. He asks you a super deep question. <laughs> yeah, dude, I swear every, every time, dude, I, I swear, like the, the second the second before he found that match shed, he was like, Cody, what, what what's the meaning of life, bro? And I was like, <laughs> and I literally like perked my head up, like, what? Like, what did you just? Say? And he's like, hey, oh, match that. Congrats, dude! You just blew up. Thank God, Kurt's married and has a kid. Do like any day because you just blew up his whole dating thing. Because when Tr- Kurt's trying to uh, date chicks, he's like, hey, you know, uh, what do you think about this? And they ask a deep question. Next thing, he's kissing on their neck. <laughs> you know, that's Kurt, funny too. Guys. <laughs> Sick, uh, <laughs> dude. Dude, you way to put Kurt on straight blast. Your career is over, son. I'm never going to shut up with you because if you ask me anything, well, this is what Cody did. So we we fire off. It's like, like hanging out with Irving all the time. Yeah. Cody's like, hey Kurt, how about you take that ridge since you got the binos, and I'll be down here in the really good spot. So I make you feel like an asshole when you're, when you're up. Climb around up in those rocks up there, Kurt. Yeah. So he's your goat. Yeah. Get up there. Get up there with the top. I'm on the ridge. Get that glass up there. Hey man, why don't you just shoot down this ravine and double back? And then you turn around. I found one. I'm like, I start walking the way. Is it a good one? You're like, just keep going. Yeah, just hey, no, don't worry about this. Cody, I got this Cody spot. probably spots him, and he's like, oh yeah, you should go over here, Kurt. Just yeah. go over there, dude. You know what's funny is you would 
from talking to you, you would think you wouldn't get as excited over like just any little shed. But we turned into a bunch of little kids. It's like, oh, dude, little shed. And then we'd be like, there's another. Sh- it feels really yeah, shitty out here. There's, <laughs> there's one nearby. Well, we actually found that match. I found a yeah. hanger. It was a six point. Um, oh, I love hangers. We did a live. Dude, on it, it was only my second hanger. And- you only found two hangers. Yeah, what have you found more than two? How many hangers have you found? Am I am I behind? Three. Am I behind right now? Three. Yeah, bro. I never Three found hangers. one. That was the first hanger I've seen. Dude, I've not found a hanger. Am I playing the wind wrong or what the fuck? Yeah, man? definitely. Dude, hangers are the best. You're not yeah. hanging your trail cams in spruce. <laughs> yes. Hey, shout out Tag and Brag yeah. for making that shit show of an interview. We thought it would be funny with you. <laughs> no, but it was funny though because so we found those and then we were going up this um up this big like waterway in this big uh, bluff. Yeah, it's crazy that the property we we're on is super rocky. I don't know. Yeah, get to... where's that at again? That's in Missouri, <laughs> somewhere uh, area code four six two five three. They're in Canada this morning, <laughs> in Nebraska. <laughs> well, we're going up this washout, and I seen the a beam of a shed. That's when I asked him that deep life question, and then I go up and pick it up, and it's a, it was one from last year. Wait, you really asked that question? Dude, this is uh, we were off, like we were in like the truth. middle of like a really deep conversation. He was like thinking about it. He seen it. I was about to. T- Crest, he's like, oh, this, this looks like a good shed spot. Let me let me start some combo, dude. Yeah, but Trying we did. So you. I found those, and I picked one up, and then I started to walk away and realized the other one they were laying crisscrossed on top of each other. Crisscross applesauce, nice. Oh yeah. So we get to the top yeah. of this ridge, and we get this really cool spot where it just is like a big drop off, and it, there's like a the power line kind of cuts through there, and we're like, oh, we got to do a video. And we never actually said we were joking. We just did this video and put it on the working class Instagram. It looks like we put the shed and made it look like a bed spot. Like this buck was bedded like on this huge bluff, just for the <laughs> Wait, good did you, scenery. Did you guys scrape that shit off then too? Oh yeah. Okay, because I was like, dude, what? How in the fuck is that scrape? I, I just, I, I was watching. I'm like, dude, your mind was What blown. the hell are these guys doing? It, it, yeah, and then we've put the old set I found next to him. We're like, oh, dude, here's this. Uh, there's last year's set. Cody, you never come up here, do you? Yeah. <laughs> and then he takes off the other way. Like, dude, where the fuck is it? I had no idea it was a joke. I'm just oh, like, yeah. dude, these guys are on one out here, man. Well, we're like, no after idea. we did it, we're like, do you think people will think that like we were joking, or do you think we like purposely oh, staged it? <laughs> Yeah, is that why you guys did the okay go like right uh, before? Yeah, pretty well, much. You know, see, I, and I'm new to this whole thing, but it's so hard to do a genuine live video because you have to know you're going to do the live video, right? Uh-huh, yeah. So even like the hanger, it's like, oh man, there's a hanger. You can't be sitting there like live the whole time, right? right I mean, it's right. like so well, you gotta. We, we when we did the we did the live video for the hanger, we didn't go up and touch the hanger. Like I hadn't oh, even walked yeah. up to it yet. No, so yeah, we didn't. We didn't even mess with that. That was as real as as we could get it. Um, so our buddy uh, Brandon Bequeath, he did that video. Did you ever share that when he sent it? No, I forgot. He did, <laughs> dude. You got to share it. I'll sh- I'll show it to you. He did this video where he's like, man, he's like, you know, I put the miles in all day because there's been some videos we watch. Like, dude, these have to be staged, and people are, oh look, like, there's a shed right there, and he's he's going. He's like, dude, I- I'm putting like 18 miles. And he's in his backyard. Clearly, he's like, I put 18 miles in, and he's like, oh, there's a shed, and he just keeps picking up sheds, and he's doing like the selfie, and he goes. I don't know why it's so hard for people to find sheds, and you just see, like, he put all his sheds in a row for, like, 50 yards. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Oh, man. What's well, funny? What, we we picked up seven sheds today, didn't we? Yep. yep Damn. Seven. Not bad. Yeah. Well, I picked up two. Yeah. I, I got uh, Cody handed me one as a sympathy oh, shed. Oh, so you were so a party. Dude, I, I, it was so funny. We were walking, and, and I couldn't. I found uh, this nice. A big, a big one, too. Yeah, this nice, heavy set. And I'm like. 
Kurt, I can't hold all these, man. Take take one of these, man. He's like, oh, I'm not taking your sympathy shed. <laughs> like, you fucking you dick. <laughs> he gave me the biggest shed. <laughs> it was funny, man. Well, we thought it was from last year. The squirrels had chewed the base off of it, but it was a yeah. it was this year's shed. It was a nice nice one, big two. Those common base G two. Those squirrels are the devil, man. They, they just, are, man. There's some big Arkansas bucks down there, aren't they? Yes, yes. These things, man. I swear, some of these squirrels are the sizes of uh, small cats. You know, I mean, they just, and, and you know, we were we were talking about it. Was it what is it about these antlers, man? But they they have a field day. Yeah, um, they get after them quick. I've found sheds that have blood on the bases, and they're chewed like the G twos are must chewed off of them. Oh yeah, that's how fucking fast they must find them. Just like oh, this is a fresh one. I'm gonna go to work and just destroy them. It's a sad, sad thing, man. Dude, I I hate squirrels. This one will start squirrel hunting. Well, that's the crazy <laughs> that's thing is you them. can have one sitting there that's. From last year and not even touched. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. How the yeah. fuck does that work? Like, uh-huh. it's almost just like it. We were kind of talking. Do they smell a certain way, and then some, some don't smell a certain yeah. way? Or? Something's got to happen, I think, right before they drop, or one of those like calcium or something gets rich in them, or something. Um, like a different balance of y- calcium, or something. yeah, it's got to be because I've I've seen and I've found antler breaks. That don't get chewed on at all. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you would think those like would a broken be, G two or something. Yeah, right. yeah, yep. Or like a you know, I've we had a buck running around a couple years ago that was um, he broke off his rack right after the brow time, mm-hmm. so it had a whole half laying out there somewhere, and uh, found it like two years later, not even touched. See, that's like, bizarre. So I'm, I'm curious because I found weird. I found a shed opening day about three years ago. It was the first time I got out, so maybe it was like October fifth. Barely chewed on. I mean, it wasn't big at all. It's just weird because some you find that are well, old like that, and some are just there. You find little pieces of. Yeah. Yeah. So we, well, should, we should some do. some t- some places that don't have squirrels still too. Yeah, you know I mean, so. like Kansas, you're gonna find yeah. a shed three years later. <laughs> dude, this, this well, this place that I was at is rich in squirrels. I mean, dude, there's too many squirrels. You know what I mean? It's well, like think the about China this. of squirrels. Think about this. And Cody and I were talking about this today. What if there was? What if nothing ate antlers? Or and if they didn't decompose, man, how nuts would that be? They'd be everywhere. They'd be everywhere. It'd be a huge problem. Like, so people would get impaled. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the real question I have, like, my dogs love to chew on antlers. Do coyotes do that yeah, shit? I've seen trail cam oh. pictures of coyotes holding sheds. They take those things and he chew just, on them. He just dropped the mic right there. That, that's a good Damn, question. Bro, I've always over. thought about that when, um, I don't know, just tree stand thinking. Dude, I bet you I bet you they do. Why I would th- they not? I think coyotes are too worried about, like, staying alive. Yeah. That they don't, like, yeah. just... Well, I know because I've seen I've, I've seen, seen coyotes tr- play for like thirty. Oh yeah, 30 for minutes. sure. Uh-huh. I've seen trail cam pictures of people post online of a of a coyote holding a shed. Because my dogs yeah. are obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, but see, they're the same way. I can lay out. But you're also hand your dogs a shed to play with. You know. Well, no, yeah. But the thing is too, like talking about the squirrels, how they don't eat some or don't chew on them. I'll have certain sheds in my house that they will not touch. Oh. Yeah, so if you put a, so if we took a shed out right now and put it out in a squirrel heavy area, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think those get eaten? We need a couple of squirrels. Is it an old shed? I don't know. Do we we'll should put whatever. We shed. Get what kind of squirrels are we talking? Dude, we're talking what kind of sheds are squirrels? Bro, we're talking city squirrels. Squir- They'll eat oh, anything. City, They're hungry. City. They're homeless squirrels, bro. <laughs> you know what would be interesting? <laughs> the city squirrels out. are fed well. That's what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, they're not hitting the feeders, it's though. We, we need to do an experiment. We need to sacrifice a couple sheds, put a, a trail cam on them on video, put an old shed out, put a, br- a break, like a broken beam out, put a, the freshest shed, like cleanest, nice new shed we can with it. And then um, a farm raised shed, one of those stupid things. <laughs> yeah, and then see which one the squirrel prefers, which one he goes to first. I should check. I have three sitting in my yard right now. They've been out there for a couple of weeks. I wonder if they're chewed on. And I should check that out. Town. 
Dude, I think it's positioning too, man. Because if you get a times if, up, if that well times <laughs> times up, yeah, times up for bro. sure. Times out for sure. Dan. <laughs> for sure, times up. But like, if you find a a, a shed that's times up right next to the base of a tree, like in a wooded area, versus out on a flat, yeah. you know what I mean, and some syrup, you know, or yeah. If that squirrel's like safe, just chilling there, eating all day, I mean, I'm sure it gets hammered. More. I mean, think squirrel. about the, yeah, think about this. Have you guys ever seen a um? Because you guys said the bases were bit off, but you ever said like seen like a main beam eating all the way through? Yeah, dude, I've seen. I got sheds in that pile that not all the way through, but are almost like yeah, hanging on by like. A little well, and then there would be like a G two that's you could like flick it and the thing would fall off. It's uh-huh. so thin they just don't eat all the way through. Yeah, how many? It's how many licks? Yeah. Like not like how many licks to the center of a tootsie pop, but like how long does it take a squirrel <laughs> to eat? Through Dude, like no no time you can find them with blood on them they're fucking that's what he just said yeah I, I, I'm curious like how these little bastards with two teeth can eat that fast like, like a beaver um, with a tree I want to bring something up I got a, I got a lot of things I want to throw at you I'm changing the subject hard right now <laughs> that was a pretty long squirrel endeavor right there. I was <laughs> it's episode three hundred dude episode anything goes it needed to happen title this one sheds and squirrels. <laughs> yeah, Coyotes. I know. I know. We talked about this a little bit at the shows, but you're all over all these podcasts now, man. Like you, yeah. You're gonna start your own or what? <laughs> no, that's what our show. <laughs> no, him and Byron Horton are gonna have their own <laughs> podcast. It's called Fuck Working Class Bow Hunter. <laughs> called the White Collar Bow Hunter Podcast. Easy, <laughs> easy. Uh, that's um, more towards Byron. Are you, are you sick of them yet, or, or do you enjoy them, or like? Because I feel Byron, like, he's a good dude. <laughs> How dare, how dare you? Podcast, podcast. Leave Byron out of this. Sorry, Brian. Byron. <laughs> Brian. You know what I mean, though. I mean, you're. I, I asked you a little bit this, at the shows, and you said you weren't. But I mean, well, now you're in the studio, and no one can hear you, um, so you can tell us. I said I wasn't what? You said you weren't sick of them. Oh podcasts. no, yeah. So I mean, it, um, I think we we touched on it a little bit. I never really, I don't know, had the desire to get out and do any podcasts, and then a couple. Um, you know, buddies that I helped through some hunting situations were like, uh, man, you know, you should get on there and, and, you know, talking with you and talking with, um, some other guys that I've, uh, you know, uh, been a, as guests on with them. Uh, it was kind of cool, you know, it was cool to get out, um, you know, spread some information, some company, uh, you know, company info as well as, uh, personal stuff. And yeah. just like the way I see things, I, I think that there's, um, I think there's definitely some, mainstream tactics and things that have always been put out there that I just uh, completely disagree with. And I, yeah. you know, it's nice to, you know, give people, um, have that a platform are, to be able to, well, yeah. And, and guys that are looking at hunting that, that way or that style, give them some legit info. Um, not like cookie cutter answers and, and stuff that mm-hmm. I believe is just ridiculous. Uh, and honestly, one of the, the coolest things, uh, for me, you know, doing a couple of these podcasts was, you know, even uh, after a few, I was on this past year uh, having guys come up to me at the show. It's like, man, I listened to a podcast you were on, and you know, uh, I did what you said, and I killed a buck. You know, and I mm-hmm. it's my biggest buck, and I like That's that. Awesome. That fires me up, man. Like I, I can't. Um, I mean, just kind of spreading the, uh, you know, spreading the joy there of the sport, and you know, I, I just know how that feeling is to connect mm-hmm. and to get it done, and mm-hmm. in any way that I can uh, assist in guys to. Um, you know, up their game or, 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 you know, figure out that deer that they, they can't crack or something. is kind of yeah. cool. Um, hey, well, we should talk about, I figure this is worth mentioning cause it's kind of funny. Uh, one of our hardcore listeners, Jeremy, Mr. Um, at lift to hunt on Instagram, <laughs> he, he came up and 
um, at the Wisconsin show. He came up to your booth too, and and, he, and he's a big fucking giant dude. That's a huge and, huge and he dude. came up to our booth and he would say like, "Hey, I." I he, he he's like the uh, a really great listener, a big supporter of our show. And if we did something we didn't like, he'd be like, "Hey, I'm not gonna lie. When you did this, yeah. it fucking sucked, and you yeah. should do this." And like, he came up to you and was straight up about hearing yeah. you on one podcast. Yeah. And do you want to? I think it's important to kind of talk about that shit sometimes because, I mean, or I'll bring it up if you want. If no, you, yeah, no, yeah. He uh, what he said to me? You mean? Yeah, but he was like, "I thought you were a fucking douchebag or no, something." <laughs> well, I, I don't know. If he said, I don't know if he said those he said, words. I thought but... he said it that harsh. No, no, it wasn't that. He's like, it, it, it wasn't that. He's bad. probably listening to this right now, laughing his ass. I think probably too. for sure. <laughs> I think I probably said that to you, like over exaggerating, oh, um, oh. like I did. But no, he did say he's like, dude. He's like, I'm not gonna be honest. He's like. When I heard you on the first podcast, I didn't like you, and like you know, he didn't say like you know you're, uh, you know, douche, douchebag. I thought like he that, did. I thought he did. No, no, no. <laughs> it would have been funny if he did. Birds of a feather. He didn't like better. me at first either. That would have been. <laughs> I think that would have been a little bold. Um, <laughs> a little but, bold. But uh, no, taken. no, coming That's from that said. guy though, you just have to take it. Well, I mean, dude, I, uh, Jeremy, I went for the knee. <laughs> um, no, the. Uh, um, no, but it was cool. We we got to hang out a little bit. We talked some some weightlifting and some hunting, and um, I love seeing guys like that too. And and um, what was his uh, girlfriend's name? Jeez, um, I, I forget it. I can't ever uh, uh, remember. I'm I just can't remember. But anyway, I'm talking to him, and uh, I mean, it was just you know it was cool, kind of going back and forth. And then he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I didn't know at first. He's like, Alicia. Um, is that what it was? A L I C I A, Alicia. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So, um, so shout out to Alicia. Uh, but anyway, you know, it was cool. Um, he's like, yeah, then I seen you kind of, you know, um, laid back a little bit with the working class guys and, you know, then started listening to some of the stuff you were saying and I, I agreed with it. And so it was cool to see that, um, you know, it's just cool. A podcast some, can some do. Feed, yeah. Some feedback, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, um, Funny story about him. So there was a time when he was like, Kurt, you need to mute Steve's mic like just completely. He's like, dude, that dude sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then, dude and then it was like a couple weeks later or something. Uh, he posted, he goes, Hey, or I think he might have like messaged us on, on Facebook. He goes, Hey, I just want to say, uh, I, I said that you should mute Steve's mic. I went back and listened to a bunch of episodes. I get it now. <laughs> Dude, I apologize. He, he, he came, <laughs> I loved his honesty, man. Like he oh, gave yeah, like I honest critiques, but he also gives you credit too. He's like, we did a pod. I'll, I'll play vague here. We did a podcast with someone. He thought we were going to do certain things with this someone, and then he I, after um, he saw it, he messaged me. He's like, "I hope to God you guys aren't doing this. Why the fuck did you do this?" I'm like, and, 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 like freaked out. I'm like, dude, it's cool, man. We're all good. Like, we're not going anywhere, man. We're not going anywhere, dude. Yeah, he's he, he's a solid dude, and we got to talk a little bit, and he was just like, "It was cool, man." He's like, "I love you." He's like, "You guys are real." And it's just, it is what it is. So he was worried about us being like really big douchebags in person, right? And I get it too, man. I get that. I like, mean, I'm not that tall, so I can't be that big of a douchebag. <laughs> but you know okay, what I mean, let's, let's, I'm trans. I'm doing another hard <laughs> transition again. And I know we also did touch about this in our cliffhanger episodes from trade shows. So sorry if I'm like beating you with all the stuff we've already kind of talked about. But like, this whole saddle hunting thing is like the new popular thing too. Uh, what's what are your whole thoughts on it, man? Do you where do you see holes in the game? How do you feel about the whole popularity of it right now? And why is your saddle going to be better than everyone else's? Well, uh, <laughs> no, I mean it's just that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, well, and that's all I have to say about that. All right, well, move on. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a loaded question. So it is. It I is. mean, I, um, 
Okay. It's loaded by design because this yeah. is what I kind of wanted you to yeah. do right now. Do yeah. the uh. Yeah. So, I mean, I know guys who are saddle through and through who love it. Um, you know, I have never fully immersed myself into the um, into like the small platform saddle style of hunting. Um, I have a lot of people that tell me like, oh, with the way you hunt, you know, especially you know hunting low most of the time and, and moving around so much, you know, you'd love the saddle. Um, I don't like the idea of, you know, any sort of ropes or, or riggings in my way. Mm-hmm. Um, which is my concern. Which is a nice thing about our new actual, you know, and so, you know, we're, you know, I'd like to get away from saddle hunting. And I just did the quotes, the, yeah. the air quotes. Yeah. Because, so what we have is, it's it's not a saddle. So, you know, we have our platform that is, um, I mean, just 100% kind of redesigned from the base of the original assassin um it's it's lighter weight it's got external traction it handles side pressure extremely well it has awesome leveling capability it has the new um featured look of our of our hang on as well with the cut from one piece Mm -hmm. um it has the pivoting uh post on the top as well it also has ports that accept our compact climbing sticks so this this saddle i didn't know that part i guess oh yeah yeah this saddle unit like I think is going to be. Uh, I keep saying saddle unit. This this little stand. Um, <laughs> this tiny little stand. This tiny little stand. <laughs> this precious itsy little bitsy stand. stand. Yeah, this this Burger, Burger King handstand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you remember that commercial? Oh, for <laughs> sure. Was, was that not like one of the best commercials out there? It was hilarious. <laughs> the last time Cody watched television was 2011, <laughs> yeah. and it shows. <laughs> and, yes, and that's and that commercial was on. Good um, God. But anyway, this is this is going to be hot because I mean. It is, um, I mean, every everything about it, I, I can't wait to release it because it's just a, it's a one-up of already great stand, lighter weight, a little bit smaller for, you know, those guys. And it actually, too, you know, even in the design of this thing, you know, you want that thing smaller? Well, th- that's uh, that's all on you. You can, make yeah. it, you can make it smaller. There's actually a design in there to where you can have a smaller platform. So you oh, can shit. customize it. So um, it, it's a pretty... Uh, cool design here. Because um, you guys had that at the Wisconsin show, right? We did have the the prototype at the Wisconsin yeah. show. Um, so with that being said, you know our not saddle that that we're pitching, you know, mm-hmm. to hunt with this thing, it's more sort of a lean to. So you eliminate the the rigging at a forty five, and you're not sitting in a saddle. You're you can you're, stand on it. You're standing and you're and you're leaning in a harness. And your your rigging or whatever you want to call it is is very low, so you can actually shoot. You can you can go right over it and not have that obstruction of right, um, right. of the ropes. And not going you. up and over it, and so you can just yes. go right yeah. across. Yep, yep, yep. And you know, there's a there's a patented ring design um, on the actual belt harness system that allows you to you know rotate further and um, you know pivot and lean around for shooting too. So. That I think will also be really well liked by people that are using a lot of these saddle uh, um, uh, saddles out there with the the rigging that's in their way and, the, and that kind right. of thing. So very cool. Um, and you can also adjust it and actually sit into it too. But it just has that that more streamlined system of of connecting to a tree. And and there's nothing to it. You can wear it. You can scout in it. You can jump up in it. So um, and then it literally just has one tree tether. So there's no you know crazy. Any nothing big, Ropes nothing bulky, and... no packs you got hanging off your yeah. your belt or anything like that. So, um, with that being said, I think we're going to be able to accommodate those saddle guys um, 
you know, if that's their, if that's their, you know, way of hunting or, yeah, you yeah. know, their way of choice. But I'm a sitter. I like to stand. Uh, I, I like stands personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, you know, I don't have to, especially like, like we talked about in the other podcast, and it seemed like a broken record, but it was more, you know, with all this stuff on the new stand, it's like just the, it's the ultimate system for your gear too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I just like, um, the freedom of a tree stand and some, yeah. some would argue you have more freedom than a saddle but maybe um and you know maybe i'm wrong maybe i'll maybe i'll try it one day and, and like it but um i prefer the stand uh yeah. the stand route but more importantly there's a lot of people who are into the saddle game just to be into the saddle game yeah because sure. it's i mean there's a trendy thing and i said the two from the beginning and you can go back and find the episode and i will try saddle hunting this year because i want to know what it's like i want to be able to have an opinion one way this is the hole and, and and this is where i see a hole in the game this is where the advantage is because then i can talk about shit and not seem like an asshole because i don't know what i'm talking about um but i said it from the beginning that the, i mean there's just a lot of concern with it and then i think a lot of it is uh a lot of nerds that just like ropes and carabiners <laughs> i mean honestly well that too and it's like, a lot of like boy scout adults that are like i'm gonna tie this fucking <laughs> eagle scouts and- bro don't be trashing eagle scouts you get your ass kicked by like 90 kids <laughs> no I'm, i know that's all good and fine but i just kind of was like i made the joke about it and then if you're well because that all hunting's been around for a long time and i haven't been in the hunting game as long as you guys have and i didn't even know about it till this whole big craze came out well, it, I didn't it, even know it was an option. It's, last it's years. just like yeah. it's just like the whole mobile thing we talked about. It's, yeah. the, it's yeah. the same, it's the same thing, thing that's coming full circle, mm-hmm. um, and that's what's you know one of those deals for you know what people see, what's out there, what's perceived. Like you know, you made that comment, Kurt, and I'm a hundred percent on board with you in the fact that there is so many, so much tinkering going on out there with hunting equipment, mm-hmm. and not enough time hunting. Yeah, like I, mm-hmm. like there's people that are so obsessed with ropes and fucking getting that extra <laughs> ten. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, whether it be ropes and carabiners or, or or, and I get customizing your things because I custom, yeah. I customize mine, but I, I customize, customize them everything. to a point. Mm-hmm. I'm not customizing something just to like you customize go over. to a point that gets you out there to hunt and do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, <laughs> like I I have a buddy, personal friend. Um, not gonna drop any names, but he spends so much time getting up the tree just to brag about my setup's four pounds. Like, <laughs> right. But, but I could literally go up, down, and then be out of the woods by the time it takes them to... And take a nap. To, yeah, and, and, and take a nap. Um, a lengthy nap. <laughs> no, but so it, Steve, you're on you porn in the, in the tree stand. You <laughs> so, porn, dude. It's so porn it just, MD, dude. Oh, sorry. It just becomes, you know, it becomes to that point, too. And also, I, you know, I mean... The weight too is one thing, but I and that's where I'd like to start pushing. You know, I mean, the weight on our stand is phenomenal, but it's the way in which it stacks that even makes it lighter than it is. Yeah. So you know, these guys too, even like I seen a guy on the internet who was using an eighter, one eighter to get up like thirty feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, dude, when I seen what that guy was going through to set up a stand, I am thinking to myself like. No way are you doing that with a buck bed and anywhere I, near you, or no. like, or even doing that every day. Like, You're better off sitting on the ground, well, dude. He's in the like, dofon beds at that point. Well, it's just to the point where, like, you know, taking take take a couple extra sticks and like just get I up mean, there. You, you're talking three, you know. I mean, I don't know. You're talking to the guy that sometimes, like, I will literally sometimes carry if I got a couple mile walk. 
I'll like disperse my disperse my weight evenly into both my hands and get like a trap and shoulder workout on the way there, and mm-hmm. literally just try and like hold that. It sounds stupid, but so, you know, if I know I'm going a long ways, like I'm, you know, I'm I'm about being active and and, and about that sort of of style of hunting. So sometimes I even make a workout uh, out of it. I actually joked around with a guy like, yeah, I'm gonna come out with this nice like. Small, compact, <laughs> heavy stand, you know, just, just <laughs> with a kettlebell well, to train for, with. <laughs> for those real hardcore dudes, you know, like the, those 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 guys who are like, I'm packing in, and look at what I'm packing. So you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a damn pedestal on the back of the beam so you can slide plate plate weights on it's it. Just cast no, iron. What you yeah. need to do is uh, just not cut out the platform, just the one chunk just, of aluminum, dude. That w- it wouldn't be heavy enough. Just make it cast I iron, hear, dude. Hey, yeah, for, and, and, and that's when you call those dudes out. It's like, hey man, take it so the, the commercial should be like, are you hardcore? And you show that thing. <laughs> should we do another commercial for the cast yeah, iron? Yeah, do it. Come on, you show it on. A, you show it on a scale, right? Let's and then it. you put it on your back and you show the sweat, right? The cast iron and then, platform. Then you take that fucker out there and you hunt all season on public land in Kentucky and you get it done. And it that look, is and hardcore, look like, right? It will there. look like you. That's that. okay. When you uh, when you come out with your cast iron series, this will be the commercial. Here it is. Give me some like. Hot I don't think, music. I don't think you're gonna kill it like. <laughs> you, <laughs> There it is. That's what I'm talking about right there. This is yep. the same song, isn't it? Right, it's ready? the exact same song. Yeah. I didn't feel like looking All for right. a new one. Ready? Hey, are you a bro? <laughs> Do you even lift, bro? Well, check it out. If you try to lift and hunt, we got just what you need. Look, bro, we got nine pounds of solid aluminum with the handle cut out, bro. So Only stop being so shallow. Pounds. Nah, I wasn't does, feeling that one. Uh, yeah, you, bro, that, you were not feeling it. You just were offensive. Yeah. To who? Bros. Dude, <laughs> bros. And they, Cody. Speaking <laughs> the language. Stop being so shallow about the weight on your stands, man. Sometimes that would a little funny, heavier yeah. if this it's thing, late in the season. This thing's going to weigh like 49 pounds, not 9 pounds. <laughs> I know. That's where you lost <laughs> me. <laughs> you didn't say cast iron. If it was cast iron, it would be way more than 49 pounds. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's hey, funny, look. though. Make like a training stand so it's heavy so when you go into actually <laughs> hang it, it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Look, it was, hey, well, you know, I've even I had a guy at the stand at the show, too. Um, this was a couple years ago that really wanted an ultimate, ultimate lightweight stand, right? And... and um, He's and I said, well, we you know we got this stand that's probably like eleven and a half, twelve pounds all set up, like it's pretty light. You know, I need lighter. I'm hardcore. And I, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, man. I was like, well, and and you know, I I honestly, I think I, I tr- really try and help everybody out for what they're really looking to get. So I'm like, okay, all right, how can we get you a lighter setup? You know, I'm like, well, you know, personally, I'm telling them on ways that you could, you know, um, I'm like, well, you could you could do this to the seat, or you could you know choose to not take your sex, second belt or, you know, just uh, options to get it down. He's like, no, this is unacceptable. Like, you know, I am. <laughs> this is unacceptable, young man. Yeah, like, yeah, who the I mean, fuck well, are you talking to? He's, he's like, it's unacceptable. Like, I'm just, I, that's all I do is, is you know, um, pack in and I'm, you know, I'm a diehard and I'm super hardcore. And I was like, all right, man. I was like, um, well, how about this? I'm like, I don't even take four sticks. I take two sticks and then I run a couple screw-ins. I said, we can, you can save, you know, I mean, X amount of pounds with this, with that. No, I need to be 20 feet because I'm hardcore. Damn. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, and I, I was going for so long trying to help this guy out. And I said, I said, you know what? I said, you're going to buy a tree stand today. You know, and I walked over to my bag and I grabbed my wrench and I took the seat off of it and I threw it, I threw it in the back of the booth and I was like, boom, that, that sucker's eight pounds right there. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, well, you're hardcore, right? Like, just 
go out there and stand. wing it. Just go out there and wing it with no seat. You know, yeah. just stand. Dude, the hardcore dude, dude would just put two three, uh, two uh, two pegs out on the side of the but shit. And it's, just... it, it's just a point. Like you know, yeah. you bite your nose off, spite your face. It's like okay, you right. know, we want to get light, you know, but we also want function too. I mean, yeah, where do you draw the line? You know yeah. what? It's well, just take... if you're that hardcore, you just take a fucking stand and dude, throw dude, it up a tree. Fuck those hardcore guys. Fuck all this childish bullshit, Cody. What I really need to know is when are you coming out with a mobile thirteen foot ladder stand pack? Oh. That's what I'm fucking curious well, about. The extendable, I don't care about none of this shit. Ladder. All this well, bullshit. Shit you talked about, dude. This is what I I want. Steve's getting too excited. Point. He might have to dial her back yeah. a couple of notches, bro. Him. You got a. Well, I didn't. I didn't want to release it before, but I guess what? We'll, Here it is. Time <laughs> to launch it. Do we no. need to do another commercial? Did, did, I, did I have you there? No. There. There will <laughs> be no. Okay. So, and honestly, flat out, the reason that I. Obviously, that was a gag question. But, oh, yes, it is. But <laughs> a lot, <laughs> but a lot of people up. are like, "Oh, well, you know, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that?" And I'm just like, "Well." No, I don't think so because like I don't hunt on that. Like so I like you were talking about, you know, you need to get it to I would feel like if, you know, I I couldn't design you the ultimate ladder because I don't use ladder stands and I just right. don't know what I mean. You wouldn't ha- know where to start on it and yeah, it's I not just, an effective would, way to do it anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't even want to touch it. I wouldn't want to touch it. All right, let, let me let me transition a little bit too cuz we uh <laughs> we talk that's a good time to transition. We talked about this a little. Uh, maybe we touched on some of our shorter podcasts, and I know in phone conversation we've we've brought this up. Um, how there's like uh, air quote public figures and the experts of whitetail hunting, whitetail tree stand hunting, that a lot of guys make these super bold statements, and it almost kind of paints them into a corner to where they have to get it done, otherwise they look like idiots. You know what I'm talking about? Some of the, just certain things that have been said. The guys that call out. Um, just certain things on like buck bedding and certain things on thermals or certain things on October lull shit or, or don't hunt field edges or don't do this and don't do that and don't go in in the morning in October and it, could go, it goes on and on. And I, I think that might go back to what you said earlier when you're like, I hear a lot of guys say shit that I disagree with that podcast have allowed you to get on and kind of say why you disagree with it in certain areas. Um. What do you think about like guys making too bold of statements like it's the final word type of thing? Um, yeah, I don't agree. With, I, yeah, I don't agree with it. I just it's um, I get being known for one thing. It's it's like uh, I and I think that happens with you know um, everybody. You know, I mean, Neen Williams has his heel flip. It's just like one of those one of those deals where yeah, damn. You, you know, you you got so yeah, like buck bedding or, or hunting beds or, or being aggressive or it's everybody gets caught up on these this this like one thing or, buck bedding's hot right now that's the thing well yeah and it's and so many people and and i've i've killed plenty of deer like you know either you know putting the front knee down to bed up or mm-hmm. like you know close to that area but it's not always the go-to it's right it's not like I think it could be number one a lot of times, but it's not the only go to. Well, so many people are like, dude, I like, you know, like they're just, they got a hard on to shoot a buck in the bed, in the bedroom, or in his bedroom, or in a bed. People want to be that on that rich top. Which is, yeah, right on that rich. Which, which is, which is fine. You know, if that's your, you know, if that's like your bucket list. Your like goal. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, that's fine, but. When they go out and strategically, like, like that's all they're thinking about is, like, doing that. And then they don't end up with a successful season. Um, you know, you got you to gotta take that into account that you're, you're kind of, you know, playing on. It's like the October law. Well, okay, if, you, 
if you're listening to one of these these quote unquote guys who know what they're talking about and they tell you not to be going out in October or to wait to you know to wait for these prime times in November and not you know take it easy on your farm and stuff like that and you know and you waste 20 days of your season and you you don't because of that well you got to mm-hmm. you got to own that then so yeah. i mean it's just you know it, it's about making your choices but i always tell or i always say like uh and i tell myself this too like don't overlook the obvious sometimes mm-hmm. it's easy to overthink things mm-hmm. and and you start looking at things and then i mean i i catch myself doing it all the time like oh well that deer wouldn't be doing that and and then i think to myself well, why not why the hell not you know like <laughs> right. the, you know what right. you just what you know you thought that for a reason you know i mean so then i just act on that and and yeah. you know there so. was there was an interview and the, <laughs> i love how brutally honest you are there's a an interview on uh we watch on youtube we watch at ata and the guy has a question he's like well, you know where the the bucks feed and where the bucks bed, and you know what do you do? He's like, if if I knew that, and you go, if you know where that bucks bedding and the bucks feeding, why is that deer not dead? <laughs> like, right? Yeah. I mean, it, those are. I mean, those are the, the. Well, I think in that interview too, it was even like he gave me, you know, because I always scenario or he something. gave me he gave me a scenario yeah. and literally gave me every piece of the puzzle, and I'm just like, dude, how like like yeah. well, go you answered hunt your here. own question, bro. yeah, yeah, exactly, you know, well. Where would I where would I hunt this deer in the morning if at seven thirty he's leaving this <laughs> this area and he's going to this area and that width is only seventy six yards like where would I kill this deer and I'm like yeah. well really guy right so <laughs> I mean like, and I know that guy he's a good buddy of mine but um, which is probably why that interview might have seemed kind of abrasive <laughs> yeah I mean don't it was get me a wrong. good interview it was a good interview don't get me wrong I think he was getting a little heated because he was upset about the questions but um, I love that guy <laughs> we actually had dude or we, the answers you mean yes. We had a uh, dude like a knockdown drag out uh, argument over Nickelback one time. <laughs> About Nickelback. Dude, hey, oh, because oh. Nickelback fucking rocks, right? Thank you, thank you, dude. Oh my god, it. dude, hey. dude, the Twenty One Savage, <laughs> dude. People who didn't remake. have Silver Side Up, all right. If you did not have Silver Side Up, dude, these are Canadians, <laughs> and they re- they rhymed, and I'm not bullshitting. Go back and listen to it. He said. Uh, it's not like you to say sorry. I was waiting on the different story. They rhymed sorry with story. They took their accent and rhymed it with a fucking word. If you want to tell me that Nickelback is not the greatest goddamn rock band that this world has ever well, seen, I'm not, I'm you not can go going right up a rope. I'm not going that far. I, I would have knocked that dude the fuck out too. Just saying. Okay. Very easy. Steve just got all riled Take up. Easy. Steve, we're talking about and other we, shit. And we're gonna take a five. Do you look? Hey, do you Steve, look puddle of mud too? Steve, I do like puddle of mud. Take a laugh. Take a laugh. Take a laugh. Okay, so what? Out of all those, like uh, the kind of paint yourself into a corner statements that a lot of these like public influencer hunter guys uh, say, what what's the one that you disagree with most? Most, or you kind of like have a different take on? Would it be the October lull? Uh, I think the October lull is a big one. I you know even like these you know people with tree stands claiming that you have to be twenty or thirty feet. And that's or, what I wanted to bring up earlier because I saw some <laughs> of your setups today, and I'm the guy who always goes high. Yeah, I don't. You don't always have to be that high, but some of your setups, the way you tucked them in, I'm like, that's an Dude, eye that's, opener. That's like that's stealth. That's stealth oh, mode mm-hmm. right there. I'm Let's guilty of this. that. And one. If, if I'm the first one to admit it. My interest has finally peaked. Peaked for the first time in this. Yeah, episode, but I've seen some of the stand, I've seen the stands you hunt out of, and <laughs> it's like ten foot high, and you might as well just <laughs> kill the deer well, out of it. You might as well set one of those dudes you see at car lots in the, yeah, in the wind. <laughs> you might as well set that dude next to your. Dude, that's stand. a good distraction, dude. Set that shit ten feet back, and then they're looking over they, there, and he would never come. So, is 
Which one do you think would be number one? The one that you kind of disagree um, with or have okay. a different? Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to run through them. Let's have an open discussion here and, and run through some of the popular ones. Uh, like we'll buck go. bedding, thermals, Ther- uh, um, field edges. I've never heard ones on thermals. Thermals are important, but I, scent scent proofing clothes, height in tree stands, October yep. lull, field mor- edges is a big morning one. hunting. Yeah, I morning mean, hunting in October. There's literally a lot of it's. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I. Really, really agree with that. What about there. your your yeah. heartbeat energy? Because isn't that the some companies got that um, it's a layer that I yeah I know you're talking <laughs> about. Talking that's about. not that's not in the conversation. <laughs> I've never even um, heard of it. It's yeah, it's like yeah, I don't even talk about it because it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. Like your but, heartbeat emits like a predator and a prey. It's stupid. Well, pretty, is it fair I've to say seen. this though? All of this, it's just. It's stated too boldly and too like that is the word. Like this, you can't hunt mornings in October. You don't do it. Like, well, that's incorrect yeah. because See, sometimes that, you get to. That's the thing. Yeah, everybody, everybody's. Yeah, they're a little too specific with it. There's a lot. What's the old saying? There's more than one way to skin a cat. I mean, yeah. like there's mm-hmm. there's so many things that are gonna that are gonna work. Because um, right. in, in that interview, they'd say certain things, and you're like, well, why not? Like, why? Who says that? Why well, can't yeah. I do that? Well, yeah, that's and wouldn't that that seemed like the uh, the obvious question to me? Like, oh, well, they you know you can't do this in the morning, or you can't. Well, what do you mean can't? Like, so somebody right. thinks you shouldn't, or right. like you know like you literally can do that. Well, it's like Steve, you had a buck early October last season, and in the time frame where people say don't hunt mornings in oh, October, yeah. and I'm like, you need to go in there and kill this fucking thing because it was he was getting daylight photos like every day, every other day yeah, in the morning, like, right at, at shooting light. Yeah, like October. Probably First, second week. seventh, eighth. Yeah, he was out there in the day, or, and I'm like, dude, you can go in there and kill that buck. Did Run Steve that. do it? No, he didn't, but he could have. <laughs> Certainly could have. I had the ability. You just didn't. <laughs> you just didn't do it. You just had to have the, the want. You the know, option was there. It just didn't happen. <laughs> okay, I got another thing. Lack of motivation. <laughs> I've been seeing. Um, there's several um, groups, guys, influencers, whatever you want to call them, doing uh, like clinics. Right now, like at whitetail hunting clinics, and I, I haven't looked into them. I don't know everything that they cover or how they cover it and stuff. But would you, what do you like? Would you ever do like a whitetail clinic? Like people are going to come to me, and I'm going to show them how to do something. Or, or what's your opinion on someone doing that? I mean, what do you think? Um, I mean, like yeah. a seminar type deal. To, yeah, to like me. a clinic. Like this is here's a rub. This is how. This is what way this deer's moving by the side of the tree. The rubs on. This is how you want to walk through the leaves. <laughs> this is how you hang tree stands on spruces, bro. Honestly, like shit like that. Yeah, really. Um, too. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know too much about it. Like um, what you're saying, I've never looked into it. I don't know what, what's gone through on these things. Or maybe a uh, shitty. That's a shitty question. Apparently. <laughs> or, <laughs> hey, just or, don't don't answer that. I don't Cody. give a fuck enough about that question to answer it. So fuck you. Hand me a beer, <laughs> Steve. I'm gonna need yeah, one. Um, but with that being said, like no, I, I I would never. I don't think I'd do anything like that. I'm pretty open. I mean, I like to. You know, I talk with guys at the shows and stuff. Or any. You know, I think I'm a pretty open guy. If anybody had wanted to ask me a question or bounce something off me, but. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think the the you know the best way to learn is to get out there and do it. So yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I just don't know about or how those things work. I guess. Now, when you say that, go out and do it. So for a guy, you know, such as myself, I'm I'm still a student of the game, but I talk to the best hunters. When you say like go out and do it, um, obviously it's good to have a have a you know some sort of guidance to. You know, like I I don't know if there's anybody who's. I thought my question was bad. Well, I'm he's still saying, trying to ask his. I award you no points. <laughs> I don't know if there's any guy that's ever went out there and like figured out you no deer that well without like reading into <laughs> you shit. You're insane. You know what I mean? 
Uh, I, I don't, I don't I, think anyone's listening to you right uh, now. No, Fuck no, it, dude. No. I, I'm, I'm abandoning the question. You know what? This is a new year, 2019, big moves only. Steve's going to ask a stupid question. I'm abandoning it. I'm going to take <laughs> Steve out on his ground, and we're gonna we're going to kill a good one. Dude, that, that would make want? my life if that happened. Shit, that, that needs to happen. You right. got you got to get your mind right though, Steve. Mm. We're going that to the gym. Be, we're going to the gym before we go out too. Just oh hell yeah, dude! Yeah, you want to get a nice pump before we yeah. pump? <laughs> you can't get, you're gonna, you're you can't shoot to, a deer before it's about to bed up without. You better get a giant a pole rope because you won't be able to get up and stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pull Steve up into dude, the stand. It's funny because we were just talking about that where I had to pull my buddy up in a stand. Yeah, that literally happened. I mean, he what? He kind of froze up halfway. Okay, in all in his defense, this this setup was super sketch. Not to the fact that it was. Oh, I've been on like that was some curse. Well, setup. not not that the setup was sketch, but it was on a tree that was coming out of uh, a, a like a cliff side, like all a right. rock a rock oh, right. So the tree came out a little bit and then started going straight up. And the, the stand, I told him, I said, "Hey, the stand's only one stick high." I was like, but, you know, we're a little off the backside, so we had to climb up this rock, like, little rock face, hop on the ridge um, where deer actually bed, and then you step over from, like, the rock face onto the first stick, and then you just you, you pop up into the stand. But the tree was kind of mature and big, so you couldn't, like, manhandle it. Right. And once you were sitting in it, you were, like, looking down 60 straight feet, like, just into this into this. <laughs> so bottom. the stand's only, you tell yeah. them the stand's only 15 feet off the ground, but. No, it's only, like, five feet off the ground from the backside. <laughs> right. But from the front side, like, 60. it's literally, you know, like, when you get up, like, Alan McKee and stuff, like, it's, yep. you know, you got yep. the straight rock faces. So, um, <laughs> the, uh, so anyway, you know, it was about, it was real, real steep. And um, he got in that first step. And I was filming him, but he got in that first step and was like, Dude, I can't make it. I can't make it up there. He just froze. like he looked over there. Yeah, he looked over to the the left side and was like, "Oh, dude, it's way too high." So I'd like grab him and, and pull him up into the stand. I, <laughs> um, but it was a it was cool. So yeah, so I, I've had experience cool. doing that. Dude, I went from being I, do it. I went from being afraid of heights to being too cheap to buy enough sticks to get up that high. So that's like, like I'm not afraid of heights. I'm just a, afraid that if I get up that high and spend that money, I'm not gonna have gas money to make it home. But that shit's all in the past. <laughs> shit's all in the past, man. I'm lost. I'm, uh, I'm I, I I used to be pretty afraid of heights, but now uh, you know, just kind of doing what I do. Um, you know, when you're 38 feet in the air looking down, you're just like, ah, 20 feet's kind of a well, kind of a cakewalk. And, and from that's, here now. that's the thing. You don't need to get. You don't need to be that high in a tree. You really don't. The only reason I was that high is because that was the only tree to get that spot. And I knew that was the right spot that the deer was going to come through, and he shot a buck that day. So, I mean, like, it was, um, you know, it, it was one of those deals where some people go up to my sets and they're like, dude, are you nuts? Like, what the hell were you doing? I'm like, well, I just, I needed to be this high because, you know, I think the, you know, the thermals are going to push this way and the deer's coming from here. So, and then other times, like the one, you know, Kurt seen today was, uh, I mean, you can literally just stand there and grab the, the yeah, hand, it the was low. grab the platform. So, um, but it was one of those stands, you go, yeah, I, that's one I had right there. And I looked at him, I go, where? Oh, shit, I would have been dead. Yeah, you yeah, almost you almost hit your head on it, dude. I think Don't. there's I think there's a there's a height there that you really you're not looking you're not paying attention there. I was looking over it, above it. Yeah, yeah, you're looking above it, or you're like looking what's on the ground. So, do you think deer think like that? Like I do. They, I do think there's something there's something in that height that that really you, you know there's a deer a, out of that. There's almost stand? there's times where like a deer will be feeding and has no idea there, and they just look up like head down directly in your eyeballs. You're like, well, they they what probably the fuck? yeah. What the fuck? 
They, yeah, they could have caught your wind or caught your eyeballs, man. Your eyes, dude. Your dude, eyes I've always worst. said that. Squint your fucking eyes if you got a yep. buck looking at you. Yeah, and you told me you've had does look at you and you just closed your eyes. I swear I they see them. They see the whites in your eyes, man. Oh, they see they it like, in your like soul, we're almost like wearing blacked light, out contact. Well, we're all talking contacts. at the same time, so that's why we have headphones on. Sorry, Steve. So. <laughs> I swear though, they see the whites in your eyes, and whenever I have like does or a buck look up at me, I squint my eyes to where I can still see them, but where they can't see because we're predators. Our eyes are on the front yeah. of our head. Do you yeah. remember a few years ago, um, the baseball players are all wearing those contacts that were like shaded around there? They covered out the whites of your eyes so they wouldn't be reflecting. No, I have no idea. That was it was thing. fucking insane, dude. I know, I was I'm thinking about it. implementing that. Do I want to wear some contacts where they're Dang, colored? Dude, Steve's on some next level shit, dude. Right now. I'm thinking. About, I'm next that's, to Cody. I'm picking up wild. his vibe right now. <laughs> his aura, dude. I'm osmosis in some of his uh, intelligence, and uh, that unfortunately, make sense. unfortunately, I'm taking it from him. I'm, I'm hard segueing again. You guys ready? Do it. <laughs> What I want to talk about, Cody, now is uh, we, we talked about this a little on and off. Um, a lot of guys that basically give themselves a handicap or like uh, public land guys hunt the public land but then bitch about hunting public land, <laughs> you know, or bitch at the guys that hunt private and they hunt yeah. public and then kind well, of shame those guys. It's, it's just like, the, yeah, so, I mean uh, – It'd yeah, be I like guys with a recurve, hunting with a recurve, knowing hunting with a recurve is hard, but bitching about how they can't make a 30-yard shot. Or it's like yes. guys who go to McDonald's every day and bitch about that they can't get a date. It's like, yeah, no shit, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, Steve's got some hard feelings over well, here for, sorry. for himself. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> There's some yeah, realization going uh, on tonight. That's I, a thing right now, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a lot of... Um, you know the public land thing is really big public land is great there's awesome public land pieces i mean and you know i mean uh there's i hunt public land i mean when i get a chance i mean i have a lot of private private ground it doesn't come over that but you know there's i have some leases i have some permission i you know i, I kind of bounce around it's about it's about finding a deer so when if you if you really look at the game everybody is in the same game. So mm-hmm. I, I I listen to a, a, a public land hunter, you know, telling me he's looking for 130-inch deer, and he's telling me about, you know, 115s and 120s he's passing up and trying to locate that deer. I'm trying to do the exact same thing on a different scale. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've been at that, that level, or I've been, I've done this. Um, that's where, like, you know, I have, a, you know, couple hundred acre private farm here if if there's not a deer on it i'm going and i'm finding that deer i'm after if if you're hunting a piece of public ground which is a handicap you have your other hunters hunting it you know i think there should be something there that you're looking for you Mm -hmm. know right so and if there's not if you're going to put up with the bullshit yeah you shouldn't be there but if you are going to choose that like you said if you're Mm going to choose to go out with a recurve the last thing i think you should be doing is after the season's said and done you're bitching that I didn't kill that buck because I was hunting with a recurve. Mm-hmm. That is the that is the last thing. So that's why, like, right. I hear people and like we talked about this at the show. You get these guys. Well, I didn't kill anything because I only hunt public ground, and they look they look down at people who hunt private because right. right. Well, g- go get yourself a piece of private ground. I mean, like you know, you're hunting public, and if yeah, you're that miserable, change it. Yeah, yeah, you know, you can. Or if oh well, you know, I mean, you know, it's not in the cards. Go scout a different piece of public ground. Mm-hmm. Go drive a little further. Go where the people aren't. You know, what I mean, yeah. there's things. I, I think anything you want to do, you got to put forth the effort mm-hmm. into, um, 
you, you know, into finding those those deer yeah. or getting in those better areas. It's kind of the equivalent that I hear. Um, I shoot a deer that makes me happy, whatever year it may be. Say this year I, I bucked out. I shot two deer that made me really happy. But then I talked to some guys maybe at work or just uh, just whoever. Well, I just don't have time anymore. I wish I could do that. It's like, well, I make time. Right. I, I, you I, have I, to. I do everything in my life is focused around deer hunting. I make time to go kill a deer. Just because you didn't have the time, you didn't want to do it bad enough. That's your fault. Mm-hmm. Don't bitch yeah. at me because I, mean, I it, made time to do it. And it sounds cliche, but I always, you know, I always said that too in like the fitness and, and it all comes down everything I think. How mm-hmm. bad do you want it? I don't I want mean, it that bad, but I wish I did. <laughs> you know, right? it, it, it's one of those things. That's you know? why we look I mean, the way we do. And I, but but I know that though. But but that's the thing, exactly. You know, I mean, it's it's you know, how bad do you want that hundred and fifty inch deer or whatever your personal goal is? If you really want that thing that bad, you know, I mean, then you will go and, and get it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know that the piece of ground you're hunting is a public piece of ground that gets super high pressure and that. Um, the biggest deer is 135 inches on there. Like, well, what? Wh- I mean, what are you doing? You get the hell you know, out of there. Right. I know guys who hunt public who literally go as far as analyzing populations, mm-hmm. hunters per square mile. Like, yep. and and they're determined to get it done on public, which is great. That's it's their goal. I know guys that do it by populations by county. Yeah, yeah. So they're 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 taking it that next step to find those bigger deer on public. I talked to a guy the other day. Um, I mean, awesome point of view. It was the best thing I heard come out of a public land hunter's mouth, like quote unquote, it's like one of these guys who's strictly public, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and he's up in Michigan. He's like, dude, he's like, I, I'm looking, I'm going out of state. And I was like, oh, you are, you know, I thought, you know, your big thing was, was, you know, public land Michigan. He's like, dude, I want bigger deer. And I said, that's what it's all about right gotta there. Make those moves. You yeah. got to make the moves. You know I yeah. mean? You can't just sit. If you want big deer on the wall and you're hunting Michigan big big woods michigan and you're you're never seeing any big deer and you're never killing any big deer and you know no big well then you're that's yeah. not going to happen if you just stay there right well i want to kill a mule deer really bad this year and i'm not yeah. going to kill one here i'm going to go get one this year <laughs> right that's yeah. the right. plan you know yeah. what i mean yeah it's the same thing though right you know i mean yeah, yeah, um, if you want it hard enough you will go find it and yeah, make a, make right, a way right. to do it and make and, it happen and the thing too is like um I just feel like this is important to talk about, like like the handicap thing in hunting, because it is it, hunting is a handicap. Hunting with a bow is a huge handicap. Hunting public land, I get that is a big handicap. And I, dude, I'm the first dude to give mad credit to dudes who are killing deer on public land. I think that shit is so badass. Um, but it also goes to like certain guys in states, like the dude in Michigan. There's people in Michigan that say I can't kill a big deer because my neighbor shoots a deer, so I got to shoot this deer, and it kind of just spirals down to like where is the problem pinpointing from. But guys in the south that like, well, I wish I could hunt like a, a big Iowa or Illinois buck. Well, you, you got to come up here, you know. You like, uh, and same thing is, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to kill an elk here. I got to go try and chase one down in Colorado where I can do it over the counter, get my feet wet, and I'm willing to do what it takes to build my preference points and go in and go to a spot where one day I will kill a big elk. I just right now I'm doing what it takes to get to that point that allow mm-hmm. me to kill, yeah. uh, get a draw a good elk unit and go kill a big elk because. Big elk aren't always on over the counter units in Colorado, so I'm gonna go fucking find one somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it, you know. And then would you go, you know, to a spot like that, shoot a cow, and be like, "Well, you know, I was I was here and I was doing this, and I I had a bow with only one pin on it, and I, you know, and like make a laundry list of excuses nope. for shooting a cow. Like, no, it's just, dude, like it is what yeah. it is. I, I even oh, no, said that too. Say, yeah, I just I want to shoot a cow, so I shot a cow. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I shoot a lot of does, and, and the, same, the one the I said that too about the buck I shot this year. The first mm-hmm. the first buck wasn't near as big. I was like, man, I'd shoot him all over again. The way he came in, got me all rat, like riled up. And you know like, that as soon as that buck's walking in, like I don't care if it's 110 yeah. inches or yeah. 240 inches, you know you're going to shoot that buck. Right, right. Oh, but, yeah. but going back to the cow thing too, we talked about this like my or before I went on that hunt. Mm-hmm. Was like, really, shooting the cow is not an option unless it's like last day, and I know we have time to get her out. Like. Yep. I was a public land bull only. We didn't get it done, but it is what it is. That's how right. how how it happened. So it's. I just feel like that's important to talk about. Um, really, to kind of like one, just get the discussion out there, but also to like help people. Like if that's all you do is do public land, or all you do is do recurve hunting, or all you do is have. If you limit yourself to twenty five yards and you can't shoot past twenty five yards, you know. It's you can't really bitch if a deer's at forty and he's it's a perfect shot and you can't make the shot like that's right. on you to to do yeah. that, dude. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. I mean, we were we were in a stand last year and I had a buddy filming me and this but this slammer comes by at like thirty yards mm-hmm. and he's like, dude, he's like, he's like, I'm on him, I'm whatever. I'm like, dude, he's way out of range. I'm like, I can't freaking look like a mile away to me. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, I I need him close, man. I just want him nice and close, you know. And he's like, yeah. dude, this is you're you're crazy, whatever. And I'm just like, well. Just something that I never, you know. So, but at that at that time, do I go back to camp? Like, well, I would have had one if I would have been able to shoot thirty yards. Yeah. Right. Well, dude, if you want to, sh- if I really wanted to be able to shoot thirty yards, like I'd get my ass in the backyard and shoot my bow. Yeah. And start practicing at thirty yards. But the thing then, is, what well, you probably just said, oh, he was out of range. That's yeah, said? yeah. And and I knew that I, I, I you know, I kind of, I was, you know, looking at my, you know, chess game of moving in on that deer and whatnot. But it's just the, um, you know, it's. But in that situation, you were kind of the bigger man. Like, you owned up to it and said, I can't make that shot. Yeah. You weren't going to try and wing it and say, oh, I'm, well, it, it's I like, might be able to do it. Let me just fling an arrow. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? Well, it goes back to this point, too. Like, I, I'm going to South Dakota this year. Uh, my dad and I are going out there with the Buckstrom boys to hunt antelope and mule deer. It's like a, a the seasons are open at the same time. And Jeremy told me, he's like, dude, if you can't shoot long distance accurately, you're already out. You're already at a huge disadvantage for antelope out here because they just see you from yeah. so long and i'm like well now i know what it takes if i want to have a chance of getting a public land antelope out there i'm going to be shooting 80 90 yards of dial in to make those 60 yards easy mm-hmm. and and because you got to do it that's just the line of this is what you have to work for or like mm-hmm. you just it's kind of fun set yourself at that next level if i want to get it done i don't want to bitch and be like they're all out of range i mean if they are out of range it's whatever but i just i know what it takes to get certain things done you almost have to know your formula Right, and if your formula isn't there, like if you live in Michigan, there's no big deer. That guy, your buddy, is going after it somewhere else. Would he go to Iowa or Illinois or something like that? Or um, I think he's looking to like Ohio or oh, somewhere nice. somewhere closer to yeah. where he's at in Michigan, so. over the counter state. Yeah, over yeah. the counter state. But it's about getting out there, man. You know, he's like, man, I need, I want some bigger deer, and I'm like, dude, there you go, man. It's it, you know, it's what you want. Right, you're, that next step. You're, yeah, you're seizing it. You know, what I mean, and he's done very well. Mm-hmm. On Michigan public ground, that's awesome. But it, it's one of those things where you know it's 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 just you talk about that. It's like even on, you can have the best private farm that you know um, the best private farm around, and if your goal is a you know two hundred and twenty inch typical, those those deer just because you got private ground doesn't mean those deer are there. Yeah, right. Yeah, and 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 it doesn't always make them easier to kill. Well, and that too, and we talked about it also is, um, I can't remember, I talked about this on, I think, the East Coast podcast. You know, yeah, I hunt private ground, but I don't have a fucking awesome 
like killer piece. Like no. I'm still hustling and hunting private ground, even as like a small parcel requires a different skill set. Then there's a lot of guys that chase and it works for some of them. Like white tail adrenaline. There's some of my favorite hunting DVDs of all time. Love Jared Shuffler. Love everything they do. Those guys pressure deer. That's how they hunt. They pressure deer. They chase them around and they end up getting on one. And a lot of times they're successful. A lot of times they're not mm-hmm. uh, on public ground. There's a lot of dudes who chase bucks in circles and eventually ruin the opportunity, then they're off somewhere else to chase the next one around, and they ruin the opportunity. If all you have is 40 acres of private, you can't do that shit there. It's a different skill set. You have to approach things different. You are you have to be careful on your wind direction, on your thermals, on how you get Entrance. in, how you get yep. out. It, it's it's a all new, it's an all new ball game when you could pressure that deer over on the neighbor's 40 acres, and then he puts an arrow in him on the fence line. It's yeah. it's different. Yeah, but I mean, bottom line, man, these these are all wild animals and and i mean you're you know you're trying to get whether you're you know on this 40 acre piece that's that's public or the piece literally right across the fence i mean you're trying to kill the same deer you're trying to outsmart them you're trying mm-hmm. to um so it's still a process it's not like nothing um, especially when you're you know you're, you're kind of going after them and um and there's there's laxed more laxed form of hunting forms of hunting you know people that don't get super into it that just enjoy getting out there and the Which ladder cool. stands yeah i mean by, by sit the means, same stand every year and they love it yeah and that's I got, awesome i, I and know kill people, deer too yeah, yeah i know people sure. shoot a lot of big deer like that but um you know it becomes um i think there becomes an addiction to the to the pursuit um you know the chase of the, the, yeah the, you know the chase the, the chest uh, match exactly um and then you start chasing like specific deer or you know setting setting goals for yourself for a uh bigger deer or you know i mean is that something you trying to do like do you try and uh get in there with that chest match with a certain deer if you can if you can get on them I mean, obviously if you can you that's what you're doing but um or do you kind of like the randomness of it where you set you know you set up in a good spot or what's like kind of your main uh your main like dive in tactic are you trying to locate a buck specifically like are you going to process a, on it yeah or are you, are you going into like one spot where you know one could just cross through like a heavy pinch point like what's your go-to um typically the go-to would be to locate specific deer Dep- it depends where i'm at if i know about the deer um i typically don't do like that general oh this is a good pinch because i'm typically not hunting in a lot in november or or uh I mean, that would be more of a November tactic just to get on deer in general. But, right, right. Um, yeah, I like, I love hunting a specific deer. That mm-hmm. that gets really cool to me because it's, it's, um, you know, you're, it narrows it down a lot. You know, I mean, it's it's, you can go out there and look at, like you said, get on new spots. You know, you can go. Um, pressure this deer jump over there maybe evening hunt morning hunt different piece of farm mm-hmm. you know kind of bouncing around but like you know you really st- got to start thinking out your moves um yeah. well, it's a totally different mindset yeah. at it, that point it, it is yeah, yeah. So i you, might have you know instead of just going out okay this stand is good for this yeah. win oh this looks like, like good no spot. this stand yeah. is good for this deer yeah i might have yeah. i might have told austin chandler that i was going to do that um i told him that this upcoming deer season that's what i want to do i was like we, we were walking back to my vehicle at the wisconsin deer classic i was like dude my goal this year is i want to get on a specific deer i don't care if it's 110 inch the thing is you could have done that last year and i I could have pointed out to you and and i did not do that and (laughs) why was i not as successful because i did not because you didn't listen i did not i'm not the best hunter but i told austin i'm like dude Dude, this is my goal this year i'm like i want to pick a deer out 
early season. And I'm like, I don't care if he's a monster or if he's a dink. I want to pick that deer out, and I want to figure it out, and I want to kill that specific deer. Like, You'll learn a ton, man. I bet that's oh, what I want sure. to do. I don't. I, I don't care how big this deer is. I want to follow that deer. I want to be. I want to be a fucking predator. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, and well, you got to be able to move. And well, I do. I, I you got to get totally frustrated with deer, though, if you're targeting one deer. It. You, I. You know. It, yes, you can. You can get frustrated, with deer. I try not to get frustrated, but mm-hmm. um, to that point, like you know what we're talking about when hunting a general spot and killing a big deer is awesome, mm-hmm. but hunting down a specific deer mm-hmm. is like, dude, it's like next level high like it's especially if like you got history like that deer got you yeah or like you know if he got by you or busted you or um right i mean there's there's been some deer that i hunted that that knew i was hunting them for sure and it was like it was tough man it, it's crazy because they do know i mean people think that yeah i don't know what you, how, what you guys think about that but when they get your individual scent oh yeah i mean they they, they pick it out i mean well, they, especially they know what it is they know because it's nothing else gets that close well it, and it's more i think it it's more so his cologne well i think it's more so that <laughs> the correlation between um the smell danger like you know that like if you know um that deer cracks you at four feet in a tree in close proximity to him and he gets your wind and and you know and and, and him you, moving during shooting light well, and, and you caught him up on his guard yeah yeah i mean like he is gonna he's gonna know something's up i mean i um never so when he that. sees you again do you think he knows that's that same guy oh, well no, no i mean i don't think i don't it's not about sight it's about smell yeah. well that's it what i'm saying like think, if he smells about, you or sees you think or about this once so i had um you know if you think about a deer's nose, I, I like to think about it like this. So I, I had a puppy, a black lab, and I took him to a uh, chocolate lab. I took him to school, right? Dropped him off when he was like 13 weeks old. He was there for like eight weeks, right? Um, you know, it's, it's, or I'm trying to think of how I had a buddy maybe that probably seen him like twice. You know, I mean, he recognized that buddy's smell oh for sure smelling him twice you know mm-hmm. i mean w- whether or not what was going on in his head but think of like the powerfulness of a dog's nose or a or a bear or a deer's nose i mean shit they got studies out right now that they're saying a bear can damn near tell time because their nose are so good that's insane like they a can bear? yeah like they literally yeah, uh, uh, i don't know where i heard it but it, they were doing like some study about like a, a bear's nose is so strong that it can smell like like the it, sun no, no, like, like it, it would like, it would like smell a woman's perfume, um, from like a day ago, like with like a, you know, oh, like, like this walked by at this time, you know, and oh, then, I or, gotcha. or like oh, or right. the, that, that burger smell is this old because of like the potency of it. So, oh, and that's something you get on trails and shit where they know it's yeah. like well, this crossed yeah. an hour. Well, dude, I, I've literally been hunting open, open country, like in Kansas to where like, you know, you can't tell what a deer is like with with binos, like just hundreds and hundreds of yards away, and you get that wind switch or that wind, like they're eating out in the field. I've seen deer hit brick walls at yeah. like a clear mile from me. That's so mind. Literally, literally hit you know and look right at you. Look right in that direction and just take the fuck off. And people are like, "Oh, what scared that deer?" I'm like, "Dude, that deer just smelled you." Yeah. No, it didn't. no, no, there's way. no way. There's no, there's way. no Dude, way. You know how many times early on hunting that. My dad and I would have a, a deer spook. We didn't see it, and we didn't like. We didn't think it could smell us. It was like, what the fuck? Something spooked it. Well, it was us. Dude, oh, there's, sure. <laughs> there's so many bucks. You smell like Steve. 
There's so many bucks that are cracking people that they don't even know about. Because half the time, a big mature buck will slip out. Oh yeah, yeah they, they, look, they're not going to do the whole the whole woman th- uh, the uh, don't make it a start scene. blowing. Yeah, don't right. make a scene. Yeah. Well, I've I've talked about that before. Is people yeah, people spook deer entry exit and a lot of time when like one swirls or whatever and don't know it they'll just slip out the big and, bucks and I try, like I try to explain that to people who don't hunt like right. and they don't get the wind I'm like you realize like if you're not seeing deer if you if you go like a long time and you're in a good spot you don't see deer something's messed up because they're probably smelling you before you even see them and then they just dip off the other way and you never knew about it that's like well, those like big bucks sh- walking through like a you know a bar area you know like the uh district you know you look in the own city eric was going to say something with more on. weight of content too. well that's what i say like even shed hunting you know you can walk past a deer and all of a sudden you look behind you and he's running the other way yeah or slipping out away from you yeah that's what i mean like you walk literally walked right past that deer didn't even see him and then all of a sudden he stood mm-hmm. up and ran the other way well cody how close like when you when you target a buck and you're trying to get in i mean is your main goal if, if you're gonna want to figure out where he's sleeping and figure out where he's feeding, essentially, like we talked earlier. How close do you feather near where its uh, its buck bed is? Living. I mean, or do you kind of do you kind of feather light a little at first until you know for sure you're dialed, and then make your move? Or what's your what's your main? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't have a specific mindset like oh I need to kill this deer on the bed. Um, if I know where he's bedding, I'll use that to my advantage. But I'm not like I a lot of times I don't go hellbound right into a even if i have an idea like okay i think prime example where we were today on the ridge mm-hmm. top let's say i thought a buck was be- <laughs> let's say i thought a buck was bedding there yep like you know i'd probably assess the or assess the situation and then say to myself like all right okay that deer's bedding on that ridge uh he's probably coming out to this field to feed let me see if i can intercept him coming out like i wouldn't go straight to that ridge and like mm-hmm. just screw up the spot if i didn't need to yeah, like yeah like why would i you know right. um so but you know with that being said a lot of factors go into that time of year, what deer I'm on, how many deer I've seen, if there's any deer I want to kill, like how am I trying to push the envelope? Am I trying to dial back? Like, do I have time? Do I feel like I got breathing room? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that affects my, like what I'm going to do. You know, I mean, if it's last two days of the season and I know where that buck's bedding, well then there's no way I'm waiting for him. <laughs> like I'm going right. to go. You're going to make your move. So yeah. it's, but I won't do it if I don't have to. Right. Um, I've, I've kicked bucks out of their beds. Um, and then, you know, scouting with buddies, and they're like, oh, you're going to go in there and kill him off his bed? And I'm like, no, I'm just going to kill him in the evening when he comes out to feed. And and they're like, oh, well, why? You got you got you know where he's bedding. Why don't, why don't you go in? I'm like, well, why would I? Like, I, mm-hmm. you I also... You totally fuck up that situation really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, you can. Um, but I just knew that there was a, a lower-hanging fruit. Like, right. that's where it comes down to, too, I think. Like, hey, don't overcomplicate things. Hey, so like, what's... And that's a common thing. People do overcomplicate things like oh, fast. Yeah. They do it oh, way do too fast yeah. all the yeah. time. I do it. I'm the, I'm the worst. I, at it. What I mean, I do it with a lot of stuff. What's the earliest you've ever gotten into a tree stand after a deer, and what's the latest you've ever gotten into a tree stand and got a deer? You mean during the season? Yeah, during the season. First and last day. No, or, or like time wise. Time wise. Oh, sorry, I thought I had like a killer answer. Like boom, no, got it. <laughs> First and last. Um, yep. what, what do you mean like, time wise? Like like how long it took? Yeah, like no, like have you ever like been you like, sitting in a like, stand for three minutes? I'm and oh, you're like, oh, oh, you're like, oh I was, shit! I was like, confused by that question as well. Okay, I'm, I thought I'm, you I'm meant sorry. like earliest in the season. And no, 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 no. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. Like earliest in the morning and earliest in the afternoon that uh, you've ever got. That you've ever like during shooting. Like you trying to? What are you trying to say? Like shooting? No, I'm not. I'm not trying to put you on blast of legal shit. So I think the the earliest would be like probably it's a good question i've never got that exact question probably seven i can't remember this is before or after time change but but the time's different every day what 
Yeah, but is that what you mean? Like like time, like hour wise, like seven, eight, nine o'clock. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. You're so, talking this fucking nonsense, Eric. I'm no, talking I'm, like I'm confused so as I fuck by all so, of this. So he's what? asked. I think he's asking like, okay, let's say you get in the stand and oh, you've or, been there an hour. What is the earliest no. in the okay. what is the earliest time of the day that you've killed that you've a deer? clocked in at a? Yep. There you go. And then the latest time of the day is that what you're asking? Yes. Yeah. I would probably say like, like <laughs> this is so fucked up. Six fifty, six fifty-eight, maybe or something like that, right before seven, and then, Ooh. and then um, obviously, you know, right at that dusk hour would be like the prime time of the. I thought he and was that's saying right when like, you climbed in. Yeah, I don't know what relevance in. of the. I don't understand I don't any. Oh what's... wait, wait, I don't. Okay, now I'm lost. It, I don't you said get right it. when I climbed in. Yeah, like you were terrible late fucking question. You I'm in. I'm, now I'm confused. I don't know. Cause I'm curious, this question would be way better. Be like, okay, how long? Oh, you mean like am I waiting there forever before this deer comes? No, I'm uh, <laughs> like in the bad, stand, dude. dude it's, it's a bad so, question because someone I'm, out there listening knows exactly what you're trying yeah, to I, ask, I, I, and they're yeah. screaming at, at Cody and Eric and myself. Several, yes. Like, because uh-huh. like I've heard Ross talked about. Uh, I've heard like <laughs> give Ross, us an example. So I've heard Ross Bigger talk about you know in November they don't climb into the stand at until like nine o'clock. Well, like in the morning, have you ever been like? Ah oh, shit! I gotta get in here by like two to you know just be settled in two in the morning. Sure, you're you saying? know, yeah, just two. Oh, in the morning. you're saying just like Take how Austin here Chandler for a couple hours. You're saying this how Austin Chandler went in after the double dropper. He <laughs> went in like two hours before daylight to get yeah. in before that buck made his way back. To that, his yeah, that's what I was well, talking okay. about. All right, am I just am okay. I Holy shit? We got okay, it. that was way God too complicated. So in, why did I make that more difficult? Yeah. I overcomplicated shit after we just talked about not overcomplicating things. I'm sorry. You're a lunatic. My bad. All right. Yeah. So we're I, here. Fuck I can that answer. Question. No, Don't no, answer. I can answer. No, it. I got, this is actually a good answer. So people <laughs> give me crap for this all the time. So much like other things, maybe like consumer shows, uh-huh. I'm always just strolling in, man. Just just getting there, like in that in, right in time. I've I've never <laughs> entered a stand hours before, like on purpose. Okay. I've missed daylight savings time once, and I was pissed that I was <laughs> that I was there for 40 minutes in the dark. I was like upset. Now I got buddies who are like, okay, I'm. I'm getting in there. I will be set. I will like have my bow ready, and then there's exactly 30 minutes before the light comes up, and I got time for to all rest. I'm that guy. <laughs> I, I'm I'm the guy that's like literally walking in as it's bright, like you know, getting in no there shit. last minute, and then I only new. sit I only sit for about an hour and a half, two hours. That's it. Yeah. Okay. That, that, but there's something to that though because. A lot of people walk in as it's getting daylight enough yeah. to see through, and I think that is an effective tactic. And I, oh, it I is have, for sure. What's I the have tactic? done it. Walk in when you can see where you're stepping and see what deer are out in a field, oh. or like right right when daylight's cracking. Yeah. But I'm also the guy that I like to get in and be sitting in the dark for a half it's, hour and kind of wait for daylight. Day it's probably better to do that. I love the anticipation of. Daylight. It's also better to get to like a consumer show before it starts. But sometimes <laughs> <you> just. <laughs> Some, uh, that's like every day there. Where's Cody at? Uh, we don't well, know. Kurt, the day you're, you shot your buck, uh, when we called, when I called you on the phone, I called you, and <laughs> like yeah. the whole thing was like, is Steve going to get up? And I called you. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, dude, I'm like halfway to my property. You're like, yeah. dude, I'm not even walking out the door yet. Yeah. I was ready to get in there. I, I do. I love that. And I love that feeling of the anticipation and the mystery of what's going to happen once daylight hits. I love like sitting in the dark and hearing things crunch around. And be like, yeah. oh fuck, is that a deer? I wonder if it's a deer. Come on, daylight, hurry up! I love like that, like little kid uh, anticipation yeah. feeling. That's my I've, favorite. I hate that I can't check Instagram during all this shit because it's, it's all bright. Sucks. <laughs> But it's I don't terrible. know. <laughs> I, there's probably some people like that. I've gotten into stands way too early 
to anticipate a buck moving in right at the crack of daylight to try and be way ahead of him. Oh yeah. To keep and maybe that's not it was the right oh, move. Whoa. Jeez, that thing Gee, got you me. Right, you, just hit, you just hit yourself in the face of the mic. I hope I didn't mess up the audio. I was trying to bring her a little. Oh close. no, the whole like, oh, it'll be on there. Cracking it a bunch of times. Did you hit yourself in the face with it? No, I think it just got my chin a little bit. <laughs> Dude, just a little bit. Good thing is your glass jaw, bro. Yeah, you got knocked yeah. the fuck out. <laughs> there it is. Look at he got slept Dude, again. Something. Here, I'll help you out. Oh wait, no, I got it. Wait, it was just this one needs to be tightened up. Yes, sir. Right there. Right there. Oh yeah, right here. You're good. That's good. Well, this pause in the audio brought to you by Lo- uh, yeah. <laughs> Lone Wolf Custom Gear. There hey, it is. is it, our stands won't good? fail like working class bow or mic stands will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there we go. There's is more I wanted to cover, but yeah, I guess the buck bed thing is always an interesting thing, like how close you can get in and spook them. I mean, say you jump a deer off its bed. What, what's your What's your thought process? Like a mature buck, the one that you want to kill, you jump him off its bed. Are On you, purpose? What's that? On purpose? No, like accidentally. Um, like you were making a move on him to try in there and get him, and then you hopped, you, you jumped him up. What's um, next? What do you do? Yeah, usually? typically I kick him up on purpose. Um, but really? If, if it, yeah, if it was on accident, to, um, why why would you kick him up on purpose? Uh, to get him out of there. <laughs> okay, so you can get in and make your setup. Yeah, yeah. Just like I, I don't want to be like in this weird face off of like standing there with a buck stand looking at me and I'm knowing at what him you are. And, and but, but well, how, how do you? How would you kick him out? Are you I guys just, fucking around right now? Is this serious? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it's serious. Whoa. So I, I've I've, I've taken people in and showed them this, and they think I'm crazy, but I've ran at deer before. I just no ran, shit. Yeah, I just ran at them. Just <laughs> because I th- Well, I think I've never done this before, but if they have time to sit and look at you, they know what you are, but if you're just and running you. full force at them, they're just going to take off. So, what, so okay, right? so you've ran at deer before off his bed. Or where yep. you think he's sleeping or whatever. Well, and yeah, that would be like if I, see, you know, if I strategically go into an area – uh, you know, kind of, um, you know, trying to look for a deer. I'll have that in my mind. Just like when you're looking for sheds, you know, you're scoping out. I'll look for that deer actually bedded up. And if I can see him bedded up, then yes, I will. Now, I'll I'll usually like to be stealthy about it, you know, get the wind in my nose and kind of make sure I'm not busting anything out. But if I can, like, see that deer and, like, get a look, like, with some glass or just with my eye, um, as for, like, how big he is. Like, if I'm just looking for a specific deer, if it's a deer that I know that's a a buck I want to capitalize and get get in there and hang a stand in his in his bedroom. Well, I gotta go. I gotta get him out of there. Like, how are you okay. supposed to hunt if he's yeah, if you yeah. leave him in there? You know. And you think, and I'm I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm asking yep. this question for our listeners. Uh, you and you think that the the run at him scare tactic, so you can set up is better than the walk in willy nilly and set up. Uh, no, I mean just not like. Um, you don't have to run. You don't have to walk. You can do whatever you want. You just got to get him out of there. But the main thing is like, I wouldn't like. I don't know. I wouldn't pussyfoot around it. Like you just, mm-hmm. he's got to leave now. If you like gotta, you wouldn't try and slip in really quiet and set up your stand. No, why would bed? I? Oh, oh, like if I was trying to just hunt the skirt of the bedding area. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh well, yeah. Then I'd be quiet, of course. Right. But w- then why would then you... then I need my lone wolf custom gear setup? There you go. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Shameless plug there. I'm trying to get to the Steve before you ask another dumbass question. No. Okay. So, so there's two scenarios here. Yes. Yes. That's where I was going. Yep. So one scenario. Sorry, Steve. I'm kidding. One scenario. <laughs> you're literally like one scenario would be like, okay, I got the stand on my back. I'm looking for a deer. Like I'm hunting. I, I have the intention to uh, actually hang a stand and hunt. If I spot a deer that's bedded up and i think i can toss a stand up i'm saying you know that deer's there you yeah. know you know where he beds you think you know. oh okay then well then typically what i would do i wouldn't i what i would do is i would go in there i would bump him off that bed set a stand up um leave 
Then I would go hunt the evening where I thought he would be at, where I bumped him to. Where he'd then be I'd, coming back to bed or something? Uh, no. Then I'd hunt him in the morning where I where I bumped him off. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So that that's um, catch him coming back to bed. Well, Dad used to do a lot of uh, actual like the bump and dump. You know that. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, damn! This is a new T-shirt shirt? right now. It's a new T-shirt. God. Well, yeah. is that like taking a shit off a stand? Well, that's um, so that's something that that's something that he kind of coined back in the day that everybody was like, "What?" what okay, explain what that. Explain that. Then. Oh, you've never heard of it? Well, no. I, I I do, but I, yeah. I have so, heard of it. I think, but yep. I want you to explain it. Yeah. So the so the bump and dump is a. Uh, it, I don't know who actually coined I it. I don't know who actually coined the phrase. It might have been Dad that actually did, but it, it it was an old it was an old way of hunting that he killed killed big deer back in the day um, that people thought was just crazy. Mm-hmm. It, and it was like this is before any of this, like all this stuff, any of this, this, these new guys who were in it. He was doing this back in the day. Um, he'd literally find a buck, bump him off of his bedding area, set up and dump him. He'd kill him. He'd kill him coming back to bed. So that was the, that was the theory. People went crazy. Oh no way! No, they didn't, never believed it until they started seeing it on film. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, you know that has been a thing to where he traditionally would bump that deer, and deer have different temperaments. But then he would set up and wait for him to come back. Okay, because typically a buck's got that area he want he feels safe in. Me, I don't do that. I I I bump them out forcefully. I believe there's an A pattern and there's a B pattern, mm-hmm. and I believe every time a bu- a, a buck that has a A pattern gets bumped off that A pattern, he goes to his B pattern. Oh. And then we'll ultimately resort back to his A pattern. That's the way I look at things. Gotcha. So um, after, say, a buck does do that, do you have any experience where a buck hops to the B pattern? How long? Just for- the, rem- the remainder of that day. Okay, so it might not be like three, four days. You think that- depending on temperament of the buck. Okay. So I mean, okay. I, I've you know, you get a buck that's you can tell a real aggressive buck from a non-aggressive buck, but you know, let's say you got a buck that like you get in there and he's. You can hear him breaking shit because he hears you. Right. You, you know, it's because vo- you're in a spot. Yeah. Those are the deer that you can just bump and dump straight up. Yeah. Like you can literally kick those deer off their bed. And then if you stood there just next to a tree for, for a couple hours, I, that deer would probably come He's back. He's coming right back. It, and is the mindset there that spot where he's sitting and saw you come in and it, it kept him alive? It's effective there. Yeah. So he's coming yeah. Back. I mean, the, so if you look at it and, you know, and this is where people overthink things. All these deer are doing something. They're doing what they're doing for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in it, if you really think about it. So the biggest, the biggest, you know, it's finding these deer. It's manipulating their pet the way we hunt is, you know, finding these deer, you know, you're not waiting for them. You're trying to manipulate their daily routine or pattern that you are trying to figure out. So if, um, you know, I always, you know, eager early on in my career, eager to like do the bump and dump to kind of like be like the old man. I developed a system that was different to where I, I wasn't having luck like that. Mm-hmm. And then I started, you know, kind of correlating and making these observations that like, you know, I mean, you can get a, 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 a very dominant temperament buck, but most bucks, and like that's where we talk about the age class. So yeah, maybe if you got a nine year old buck that you bump off his bed, he might be a little bit more prone to be like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't give a shit how old he is. So I mean, I'm, I'm literally, you know, if I bump, a two and a half year old buck off his bed and I want to shoot him if he's got the, the horns on his head, you know, and I'm like, okay, oh, that's a really great deer. He trips my trigger like you guys talked about. Mm-hmm. And I go, I think 80% of deer have a B pattern. Uh, shit, they might even have a C pattern. I don't know. But it they, makes sense. It makes sense that they would. And and that's something that, you know, that I've believed since early on and, and that I don't, um, you know, so, and I've. Man, I love that actually. That's. I kill. That's some deep shit there, yeah. Yeah, that's going to stick with me. And I kill a lot of, you know, I use that, that revert in patterns to kill those deer. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm tech. I don't know if you'd call it a bump and dump. I think it's time to recoin a new phrase. You know, I mean, Let's do it right here. but but uh, I thought I thought so, you I thought you fuckers were fucking with me until you really started going into it. No, dude, no, no, no. Why do you think I kept talking about it? Because I was like, dude, you guys, because you guys are in the you car. Do. You're like, dude, we're gonna totally fuck with Steve. Eric was in on it. We're talking about bumping fucking bucks well, and dude, killing. You him. know, dude, that's some insane. You know, what would shit. be wild. This would be like you know how deer do what they do is if you bumped a deer purposely off his A pattern, had a setup already for his B pattern, went and killed him on his B pattern. That's, no, that's happened first day. So no I've, I've literally done that. So um, now I not... <laughs> Kurt thought he was on to something new. I did, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, that's that's the great thing about the system. So, I mean, I'm move. not... Well, I'm not saying like, so, you know, a lot of people, oh, you bumped that deer. Why aren't you hunting there tonight? Well, like, ah, I'm just going to let it be. I think that deer is going to be on his, and I take all, I take a lot of stuff into account. When I go in there, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the area. Is it tore up? Is it not? Like, what kind of sign is this deer making? Like, how old do I think he was? I mean, do I, is he a pissed off deer? I mean, have right. I seen him before? What kind of temperament did he have when I seen him before? But remember, so, it's all part of the formula. When you well, were talking about the deer, remember specific sense. Does, do you take that into consideration? Of like, course. That's like, why you want to get in there. You want to set up before that because if yeah. that deer smells you a second time where you think that he's like, oh, well, I now, remember this. Let now remember. Whether he whether he smelled me or not this time, this is different. I Ooh. think I think when they smell you in a hunting scenario, and they and they bust you, they crack you. Yeah. That that is different than when you're a passerby and they averted danger. Completely, it's completely yeah. different. It's more of a threat if they smell you while you're hunting them, rather yes. than if you yes, bump on mm-hmm. the way in. What do you got to do? <laughs> Did anyone? What's pick he doing? That up? I have no idea. This, uh, this, uh, he's Cody, leaving. He just this, left. This Cody DeQuisto break is brought to you by uh, Lone Wolf Custom Gear hats and shirts and hoodies. Be sure to go to lonewolfcustomgear.com. Get all your hats, hoodies, and T-shirt needs. They fit comfortably, and you will be killing big deer immediately. You see, you seem pretty drunk right now, and I'm looking over at your table and all the beers in front of you, and I would say that's accurate. Those are I hairs. have. I have two empties in front of me, and Those Steve has a, a lot Eric more. Eric keeps pushing his beers over my... Uh... <laughs> That's you not right? a fact. Sorry about that. You good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Promise? Except for the fact that I got my glasses. Stuck in your there, hair. So I'm going to leave them up there. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so um, as far as that goes, uh, I, I don't know if I was talking about the B pattern or the A pattern. but well, we, Yeah, we're, and then Steve brought up a point and somehow oh. tied it back in. <laughs> about smelling <laughs> i think there's two different times uh two different types of getting busted there so, you go yeah that uh, was it but with that being said you want to capitalize on that area before that deer gets back there and realize that somebody's been tampering around um mm-hmm. and then you know then he might be forced to relocate permanently onto a bee pattern possibly right because and I, I i'm guilty of this too and um i made i made it work this year for me too with the my 10 pointer i killed but in in past years, I bumped a buck in a certain area and then moved a stand there and then backed out and been like, well, I got to let him settle down. And then yeah. I'll go back in and kill him when probably what I should have done is when went right in after him and stayed when, persistent on that because he would maybe how do you maybe have came back. How do you find that B and C pattern? What, how do you personally do it? <clears throat> so um, that's going to go with just kind of a general observation like so at first i'm gonna look at a property and kind of just assess where i think deer would be better than feeding um if it's like uh you know it goes down to a deer like okay so i, f- I found where he's bedding 
uh, you know, kind of kick him out. And now I'm looking, you know, so obviously I'm going to judge where he went. I'm going to judge what's around where I think that deer is going to end up at night. And then that's where I'm, I'm essentially buying time to hit my, 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 my ambush, you know, in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes buying that time, you know, lets you know, lets you, lets you know what's going on. That's the beauty of it. So it's a, it's kind of a foolproof, um, I wouldn't say foolproof, but definitely a good route to take to figure out what that buck's, you know, ultimately wanting to do in the evening mm-hmm. or wanting to gravitate back toward. Um, right. You know, and that's where too, you know, now this is, these aren't bucks that are cruising for does. Uh, these yeah. aren't bucks that are getting all, you know, I mean, that's why. Those are those are kind of bucks cruising for does are essentially unpatternable. I mean, yeah. Besides well, the pinch point type, to, yeah, to a point you, feature, you can generalize. Um, uh, you can generalize patternable if you know where does are doing exactly what a deer is doing. But ultimately, the females are gonna are gonna control mm-hmm. all that. I right. mean, I mean, it's just there. Don't even get me started on November, man. It's and, just, and this is why, and I'm, I'm, I'll probably sense. say this for you. And if if I'm wrong, tell me. This is probably why you prefer less of the rut hunting and prefer more of that technical chess game hunting yes. that you get in that mid late October or, well, or even early and, first week of season. Even it's probably more and, exciting. And, and that's the thing. Like I'm, yeah. I'm such a, um, I think uh, a routine individual. So you know, I, I like things a certain way. <clears throat> I think things happen for a certain reason. I, I correlate. You know, like you know, cause and reaction and stuff like that. So I like looking at a situation and thinking like, okay, all right, these, these animals are living right here, you know, all right, where's the, where's the biggest one of them? And how do I beat him at his game? What he's mm-hmm. doing every day. And I, you know, I look at it as like this, you know, so this is like, this is the pursuit, right? Um, in November, it's like, it'd be like somebody taking my daily routine and just fucking throwing it up in the air and then just, oh, like, well, hey, you're not going to go to the gym first thing in the morning. You're going to go at nine tonight. Right, it, right. That's what it's like to me. So I'm thinking like, oh, man, like, what are these? To whereas you can, yes, deer are running all over. I don't like that because it, then then I find myself just literally sitting in the woods to sit in the woods. Oh, let me just find a good pinch and sit here. And you're just waiting. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to overanalyze like, oh, okay, well, like this, you know, this doe will be running here. But, you know, but then a buck starts pushing her. So and You're definitely not an all-day sit guy just to sit all day. I've never sat all day. I, I've never have either. <laughs> I think the longest I've ever sat in a tree stand at one time makes was feel better. probably four and a half hours. I've sat for a long really? time. I've sat for a lot longer. Than I think that. I've done two all days, and they they're fucking terrible, dude. They're rough, man. Um, well, I think people think. Well, I can't say that. Never mind. Well, <laughs> but, well I, I I've sat for a long time, and I've sat in the morning, and I've got down for an hour, ate a quick lunch, and went right back out in the afternoon. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. That See, is but an, that's that's you get moving. That's, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. Done, I do a lot of that, or get down, make a move, hang a set, get in it, hunt. But um, I think a lot of guys fall short where they say. Well, I'm going to hunt all day because that's the grind, and I'm going to hunt all day. But they're just sitting all day without a game plan to have a yeah. buck move by them. Or yep. they, they're just sitting all day to say, I sat all fucking day. Didn't see and shit. And that's it. That's the biggest thing. You know, it's like, okay, you know, you, you talk, um, or that's where the classic uh, quality over quantity. I mean, yeah. so if, you know, there's been times where I got in a stand, and I'm like, dude, this, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, Man, this this spot sucks. Or like you don't or, feel good about it. Well, yeah, maybe like if I was just running late and I needed to jump into the woods, or, or you know, just to try and capitalize on that, and then I end up just leaving because I I just don't feel confident about the spot. And if you're not in the right spot, well, then what are you even doing? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's definitely better to put, you know try and put yourself in those better areas and 
And, you know, if if you're seeing deer, then sit all day. But, like, people that are sitting all day and not seeing a damn deer, um, I don't know. I couldn't do that. I think I'm just wired differently. I can't I can't sit still that long. Yeah. Not that I, I'm, I'm, like, a weird, like, fidgety type person, but mm-hmm. I just, I need to, like, go try and make it happen. Like, be proactive yeah. about it. Um, and that's a, I mean, that's a proven it. way of success. But I, mean, I miss out on a lot of deer like that, too. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I looked, somebody told me, like, this statistic of, like, bucks over a certain size are shot. Like, in November, uh, like, between, you know, in between the hours of 11 and, mm-hmm. and 1. Yeah. Or 11 and 2 or something. And, like, dude, I don't, I've probably hunted between 11 and 2, like, twice in my life. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I just, um. Our buddy Ross Bigger, which you've met Ross, he, uh, he does a lot of that going at 10 o'clock and sit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And dude, and, and that, there's. I, that's been like awesome in November. People yeah. are killing. So are you more of a morning these. guy or afternoon guy? Morning, morning. Well, it's but what you said though, your style of hunting that you prefer is trying to get on a buck and pattern yeah. them and do that chest move. Doesn't really apply to that to November ten to two. No, no, it doesn't. No, you know it's it's different. If yep. it doesn't, you know, it's just it's a different type of thing. That's how you prefer to hunt. That's how you get after it. Dang, Steve's taking a pee break. He slid through there. I broke the seal, dude. My bad. He slithered. <laughs> um. So it doesn't really apply to like what you already said that you do. So that just right there proves why you do is, is what you do. I personally, I feel like I missed out on the morning hunt um, if I don't go out first thing. Like I feel like I just like missed out on some prime time hunting. Uh-huh. And I, I do like I like all types of season because anything can happen. But mm-hmm. man, I do like the rut. I really do. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's a cool time to be in the woods. And I like, love the randomness and cool shit happens. Well, yeah. I just love to see the deer do crazy shit like. And I love the crisp feeling of just a uh, sunny, crisp, oh, cold November sure. morning. It's just like that buck this year that it was like November. I can't remember the date, but he came in just snort wheezing. It was one of those cold, crisp mornings, and you can just see the breath coming off his nose into the, yeah, the snot awesome. and yeah. all the other shit. It was yeah. fucking cool. That is really cool. Dude, I, I once seen, I seen like an old, mature, like 130-inch, like uh, just – like bully rag rag like yeah. old, old bastard <laughs> like my eight and a half year old yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's um, what it sounds like i seen him like single-handedly fight off like four like 130 to 145 inch like like younger bucks that were coming in for his dough right dude it was the coolest thing man like he he squared up on him like like just <laughs> and just went after everyone like was charging this way charging that way and like they all were it was it That's was awesome. nuts man like it's just the shit you can see out oh, there yeah. man it's insane it's it, it is crazy to think that like you know this you know you have you have this animal right put on earth right and and they're given these beautiful racks, like these antlers that they grow every year, that yeah. get bigger every year and more badass every year, just to fight, to to breed. Yeah, like it, I mean, it's, it's just all, it's, it's all around wild. The man. female, yeah, just everything. Well, and the crazy thing is, a few weeks later, they're buddy buddy, and they're all hanging out together yeah. again. It's like, well, some yeah. bro, good to it's, see you again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just kicked your ass last week, but what's up? Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. It's just, it is wild, man. It, it's just, it is it's crazy. It's cool, man, and nothing. Uh, and we've talked about this before, but when you see a heavy, matured-bodied buck and he comes in, walks in a certain way, it just gives you that certain feel. Like my buck I shot last year came in with no agenda, just doing big buck things, and he went. I don't know how how. I mean, really though, he wasn't cruising. He was kind of just walking ten yards, stopping and looking around, 
and watching how that deer moved through the woods naturally without without a big agenda, without being bumped through. He didn't have um, a registry either. With he was just cruising. Him doing his thing, watching a big buck move through the woods, a big mature buck do big buck things versus a doe doing doe things. You would swear they are different species. Oh, for sure. Like to watch a big buck walk and how he analyzes things in front of him, and then he'll groom himself and then analyze again. Then okay, everything's clear. Walk fifteen more yards, stop and analyze. Like he was, he was just doing. I'm just chilling, doing my thing, mm-hmm. not trying to get from point A to point B. It was a really cool learning but experience. That's how the eight and a half year old was. I mean, he just came in real slow and not taking his time doing his shit. Yeah. It's but a, he was still checking around because you remember when Mark uh, Drury told us that uh, nervous deer stay alive, around, man. Nervous deer stay alive. It's like, well, shit, that's dude. like you know, you know, even yeah, that that old buck has a different way about him. But there's no more stealthy being than that alpha doe. Oh, oh yeah, that's geez. true. Cody's I don't fucking even with the mic. Know mics. what happened there? Yeah. <laughs> Am I still on? Am I yeah, still on? Must, must, yeah, be, must be made by uh, some it's, knockoff tree stand company. That, <laughs> dude, that Alpha Doe man, like that's you, you got a th- bitch. That's that's her job. Mm-hmm. That's her Doris, job man. To pr- protect the herd, Doris, man. That's I mean, Doris. Did you see that that doe that grew uh, alive? How did you get your teeth back from that doe yet? Yeah, two and a half. Not yet. Two and a half. She had a condition. <laughs> she had an issue. She's she wearing a helmet. She was eating rocks. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I don't have the teeth back yet. I'm guessing she's ten though. Yeah, Kurt shot a monster nanny. That's what I thought, dude. Instead of like monster bucks, do you shoot monster, monster nannies? nannies, dude? Funny you say that. Funny you say that because so I, I had this thought the other year. There was this um, basket rack velvet <laughs> buck year. running around, right? Just and never that, like. Yeah, he must have got his nuts injured or something. So he was he was in velvet, velvet all the time. Yeah, my my wife actually shot a, a nice like hundred and forty inch velvet buck uh, a couple years ago that must have got his nuts caught in a fence or something. But apparently, when they grow a rack and something happens to their their balls or whatever, or their testosterone production or something, it's like uh, they just never lose that rack or nothing ever yeah. happens with that one it's rack. Wild, I heard that. Um, so that was cool. So, um, but anyway, I seen that and it was like a basket rack, and it had like a tiny little like drop. Must have been an issue in the velvet. Right. And I started thinking to myself, I'm like, what if everybody started hunting smaller, like tiny deer? <laughs> like, how hard would it be to pinpoint that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like if I told if, if I told myself like like to Steve, to Steve's point, like I literally was sitting in the stand and I was thinking, I was like, if I told myself like. All right, Cody, you got to kill that little velvet basket rack. Like, Dude. could you do like it? Like, every year? Like, could No, no, like that year. Like, hey, could oh. you go find that tiny... Oh, like, that's a one-year pinpoint. I bet, you, that I bet you would be... Smoking monster be basket tough. racks. Don't hold me to this. I bet you'd be almost as difficult. Sometimes. It'd be more difficult. Sometimes. <laughs> it would be more difficult all the time. Fuckers, yeah. <laughs> that's the ultimate yeah. challenge, shooting monster button bugs. Dude, I had there was a doe <laughs> on my property this year that had, like, the most beautiful double throat patch. And I was oh, like, yeah. I want to shoot that doe in mounter because I've always wanted a doe mount, but it has to be a double throat patch. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'll see her. Like, doe patterns. Like, Dude, they normally do the same thing. Like a ghost. I've never, I've never seen it. And her. try and pick out the sign from one doe. Yeah. Yeah, that's you can't like, do it. Good luck. That's like that's like Q-tip this yeah. year, dude. You, <laughs> what is Q-tip? Yeah, that's a good point. Trying to pick out the sign from one doe. They right. don't leave rubs, dude. That's a new big buck. Is double throat patch of does <laughs> or a basket rack what, what velvet was, buck with a drop time? Right? What, what, what's Q-tip? That uh, pie ball deer I had this year. Oh, oh yeah, fuck. his whole face was white, wasn't it? His whole face and about a third down his neck was all white, but the rest of them just like regular colored. Oh, but he wasn't Ears a big everything. buck, right? No, he's like 130 inches probably. But oh, that'd be the coolest thing ever. Never got him on camera, never, and I seen him twice, right out in the middle of the field. 
They're smoking. Oh, dude. dude. Middle is, of a pig bean Is he field. still alive? I don't know. Oh, I don't dude. have a single picture of dude, him. you got to kill him next year. you got to get on oh, him. Oh, for sure. If someone would have shot him, you would know, you would know about it. Mm, Maybe not, but. Not that area, no. No, not them poachers. Them poachers aren't too keen to put picks up. Okay, so right. this is what we're going to do. To go back to our roots, we used to do a, a rapid-fire question oh, segment oh, on the show. Yes. And, oh, and And they're just like, we throw a question at you. You give us a, an answer if you can't. If you need to elaborate, this is episode 300. we got the time. You can elaborate on it. But if, if you know, it, quick one-word answer if possible, but feel free to elaborate. We should call this the Irving, the Irving list. Yeah. Hey, dude, what would be your last meal if you were about to die? So I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, I didn't know if it was starting. I'm like, All right, hey, no, hey, no, it's, it's starting out. Cody, Cody. What if I plead the fifth? Cody. Fifth. Who's your favorite pro wrestler? One, two, Pass. Nope. Who's your do, pro wrestler of all go, time? Do I got to go fast? Yeah. Favorite. I got to say Stone Cold. You don't have to go fast. I got to say Stone right. Cold. Go ahead. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. okay. Yeah. Don't read the questions either. What's your, right now, what's your favorite camo pattern? Do I have to pick a camo pattern? No, you can say whatever. Oh, and, um, Flannel? Okay. I Damn, you and that. Jared Scheffler. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Goodfellas. Is this supposed to be fast or can I take No, you can say however. Oh, okay. Take your right. time, bro. No, yeah, relax, right. Favorite man. movie. Shh. Shit, gun to the head. Favorite movie. Gun to the head. <laughs> the gun to the head segment. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is tough, man. Um, I'm gonna... He's loading. What's that movie with DiCaprio and everything is like, not what's going on. Was it Inception? Uh, Inception. Oh, yeah. What's the red ball? I'm going to go Inception. I know that movie, actually. Yeah. Um, last song you played. Like, on the radio? Yeah, it no, was like whatever one you iPod, played. Like you, Apple Music? You played it, yeah, you played it from your iPod. <laughs> um, uh, I think John Moreland, 359 AM. That was the last song okay. that I played. Who? John Moreland. Who's that? An artist. Never heard of him. <laughs> Google him. All right, I'll, I'll check what, him out. What, last what's last your, song that was on your Exanga page. Is your yeah, background MySpace. <laughs> um, oh, I know that. Hillbilly Stomp, Kid Rock. Oh, Hillbilly fuck. Stomp. Uh, who's your favorite band? I'm glad these are challenging. Oh, yeah, shit. Why yeah. are these so stumping you? I'm not, They're I'm very not. simple questions. Yeah, I know. And I, dude, I just... You I just like, told us about <laughs> bump and dump for fucking I looked, 35 minutes. I like right. such an array of... Um, uh, music? Of music. Say but, it's all right, one of your favorite bands. One of my favorite bands would be... Um, Nickelback. No, no. Oh, they, would, they wouldn't make it up there. I'm just... That's a slam dunk. Uh, the White Buffalo. That will be one. I like. Okay. Um, I've heard of them. Your favorite outdoor magazine? I don't read outdoor magazines. Okay. Um, your favorite bow brand currently? Um, I'm going to have to go Darton just because that's I've, I shot a Darton when I was young all the way up until... I think the only other bow that I've ever shot other than a Darton was an Obsession, and I liked it, but I'm not a bow connoisseur. So. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. Yeah. Um, backstrap or jerky? Jerky made with backstrap. Ooh. Ooh. Double down. Loophole. Loophole. Your favorite outdoor-related show, if you even watch them? Oh, uh, Last Man Standing, for sure. That's outdoor-related, ain't it? Fuck yeah, it is. Dude, yeah, the show's hilarious. Yeah, it is. The show's hilarious. <laughs> 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 fuck yeah, it is. 
Thank you, Eric. <laughs> Dude, I would love if there was a game show. Like, can we accept that yeah, answer? Yeah. Fuck well, yeah, yeah, you can. Are you fucking me? Just All right, be hammered. Uh, that was Z the, is a new vowel. <laughs> We're accepting that. That was the best answer for that one. Fuck <laughs> well, yeah. I do love that show. Does he's like manages like an, a knockoff Bass Pro or yeah, something? Yeah, that's what it is. Outdoor yeah. man. What the fuck? Outdoor man. Yes. <laughs> um, your favorite podcast, hunting, hunting or non-related, or hunting or non-hunting podcast. That um, you don't listen to them. It's yeah. It's got to be working class bowhunter because it's the only one that I've ever actually listened to. Savage. So I, got, I gotta, I gotta do that. Right, and we're partners, so you have to. Say and that. I have to. Um, <laughs> ask me what my favorite tree stand is, and I'd tell you one with custom gear. <laughs> X stand. Never even used one. X stand. Yeah. Walmart. I hate to tell you, but it's fucking. Oh, they're not even a thing anymore. Big the dog. Bad dog. Big, big dog. dog. Big dog. They're still a thing. They're still a thing. Sniper. S N I P E R. They're done. Out of <laughs> this is a good one. We always, I'm going to ask this just to be an asshole, but we we normally ask this to like make people feel awkward. Um, who's your favorite podcast host? <laughs> like well, out of all three? Yeah. 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 So you guys are all three hosts? Yeah. We yeah. used to we used to tally points up. We used to do this all the time. <laughs> Man, you all have see this is this is where it gets tough. You all have your specific qualities. Yes. So good or bad. If it wasn't for... Are you going to break this down for us right now? Because that would be kind of weird. Steve, you should. Because of that, Eric, you're out. So so now we got got two. All right, come on. God damn. Did you going to shoot the fucking dominant buck or the fucking nine-year-old basket rack? Which one are you going to shoot? Just because of the awkward infatuation with wrestling, I got to go with Kurt. (laughs) Yes, I, I, I thought you were gonna I, pick Steve on that one. You switch around, <laughs> dude, yeah, was, damn. dude. He went the fucking the B route. <laughs> yeah, 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 he went the B Steve route. Steve bumped him off the A, the a plan. <laughs> bumped him uh, off dude. the A plan. Um, where are we at here? Uh, morning or afternoon hunts? Morning. Typical or non-typical deer? Typical. Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna. Ask, this is on the list. So I'm gonna ask it. Hang on or ladder stands? <laughs> <laughs> ladder stand all day long <laughs> hang on for sure what, besides white tails what's your absolute dream hunt uh like what would i love to hunt mm-hmm. yeah have you ever been on any other hunts no um holy shit let's see what would i like to hunt um for some reason i would like to kill a moose yeah i'm on board you and austin yeah. go up uh, so you like the hell he's going you have no interest in going to hunt another like species, or is it just whitetails um, your thing? I yeah, whitetails just always been my thing, man. Nothing ever, nothing tries me like that. And I, um, there's been opportunities where I, you know, if I had a little extra cash or I had a connection to go do a different hunt, like maybe like a mule deer, blacktail, I'd always just end up going to another state for whitetail. Like I'd just rather hunt yeah, whitetail. Right. Uh, with that being said, I would like to experience elk hunting, uh, like mm-hmm. you know, running, gunning, kind of w- with the bow for elk. Um, uh, but like just something off the wall that I just thought would be cool. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's hard or fucking or, or what it is, or I don't know if it's actually. I know a couple guys who go up and they get them when they're getting pretty um, squirrely and they're kind of just like stumbling around at that point. So you got to find them. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it'd be cool. I don't know. I just I kind of like yeah. like a moose, like a big huge Dude, yeah killing elk out of a Ch- Chandler Austin Chandler and Ross Bigger just booked their moose hunt for yep. 2021. Oh, oh that's oh, pretty that's sweet. Nice. Yeah, he was telling um, me that. He's but we got the Western hookup. Our boys from Buckstorm will take care of all of us. We got to go out. So Dude, um, where are we at? Sure. Um, hey, your favorite restaurant? There we go. Oh, uh, dude, Bel Air Cantina for sure, man. I'm a taco guy, mm. and uh, they they got a couple spots in Milwaukee where I'm from. I've never good. had it. 
Yeah. Are we getting, ta- are it's me like Kirk a, getting tattooed up there? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. We, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Eric's got to get a tattoo. Eric needs a tattoo. Um, what's your favorite tree stand snack? Tacos. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> tacos. <laughs> tacos from Bel Air Cantina. <laughs> well, <that's over>, <laughs> Wrap them up. Have you ever taken tacos to the stand with you? Oh no. Fuck, that's, no. That's, so that's actually, a, that's so it's, it's funny. I think I've probably only ate something in a tree stand. One no. Twat, three times. <laughs> three times a lady, bro. So, so, I, I very seldomly will snack in a tree stand. Um, I will say this. <laughs> Never bring a bag of M&M's into your tree stand. <laughs> that is the worst tree stand snack, dude. I brought a bag of M&M's in there this year because I was like just... Man, I was famished, and I like, and I seen this pack of M and M's at the gas station, and you're like, I need to have those, dude. I was like, oh, I want to get me those, and I want to, I'm gonna chill with them up in the stand, and I'm gonna eat them, you know. Um, and I got them there, and I reached in to grab them out of my pack, and it was like the loudest, most <laughs> oh, obnoxious terrible. crunch, and I just didn't even touch them. After hey, that. rapid fire! How the fuck do you go three hours without eating? Three? Is that weird? <laughs> for Steven to me it is um, if you had to pick one superhero power what would it be and you can't be in, you, can, you can't be what you can't what did they say fly, fly or invincible, invincible or something what about, what about like a Wolverine where he's got the healing and he's got like these blades that come out of his hand no that's that's a, I mean, so yeah, that's acceptable like, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay I'm gonna throw a curveball though that ha- that is not what I would pick okay. it would be like the Nightcrawler dude from X-Men for sure oh, I don't know that fuck, one I don't know right. what's, what's his yeah. power he like can like teleport sort of like through time oh like, really like yeah it's pretty pretty wild um he'd wake up at actually i change i want to change that uh-huh. <laughs> i'm gonna change that to gambit for sure What's that? oh he throws the <laughs> cards throw fuck cards. people yes. up with, with playing cards man yeah, like, just, and beat the shit wait, out of him with a stick what does yes. he do we're all and talking he's, kill- he's killer with a bow staff right yeah. Yeah. ultimate bow staff capabilities and he's like he controls cards in some like crazy way Hey, did you play X Men on uh, uh, or Super Sega. Nintendo? That Sega, was probably dude. the last video game I've ever played, dude. That motherfucker throwing them cards, dude. I used to dude. whoop everybody's ass. <laughs> yep, yep, it was game over. Is that dude. the one like the where the the um it was on like the side of the fire escapes? No, it was like it, it was Mortal Kombat, but with yeah. X Men. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't there like yeah. yeah, like in the alley setting and stuff. Oh yeah, I was Gambit. Yeah. Dude. I beat the shit right, out of everybody. Fixed or mechanical broadheads? Fixed. Um, <laughs> face paint or face mask? Or neither. Um, so I came up with a face mask, went to face paint, but I do neither now. I do an extremely large hood, like a like a Grim goddamn Reaper? Assassin's Creed hood. Oh damn! Yeah. So you like hide? I your like face. that. Yeah, that's the first time we've had that answer. Yeah, yeah nobody. I, I've never seen anybody actually doing it, so I'm gonna coin that right now. The Damn. Grim Reaper, the giant hood. Hey, it's kind of like the comb over fashion haircut. We're <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the beauty. That's the beauty. You know, you got you're hiding under that hood, and then when you reveal what's under there, you got the sweet. Sweet. That's how I knew we loved um, you when we didn't know. Like I was like, man, Cody seems like a cool dude. You know what? Maybe I offended, but like when we start when you start talking about the comb over mullet, I was like, oh, this dude's good shit. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather share a bed and camp with Steve or sleep inside a VW Beetle? During what the kind of camp? bullshit is that? All right, fuck you wrote that. this. Was that new? Is that new? <laughs> how how big that. is the the bed? It's a, it's a it's a twin. It's a twin. Yeah, it's a full size. What your Volkswagen? <laughs> Seventy two. It ain't got heat, bro. Oh, that motherfucker. It ain't got heat. That ain't that ain't got no folding down seats. I'd I'd take the bed for sure. Man, I'm, I'm glad. All right, two finish two finish these sentence. During the off season, my favorite thing to do is blank. Watch wrestling. Okay. <laughs> when I'm bored in the tree stand, I like to blank. Watch wrestling. <laughs> Dang, find the loopholes. Damn it. Man, 
Cody, thank you so much for being on episode 300. We appreciate you. Is there anything that you would like to talk about before this show is over? I mean, it's over after 300. Don't worry about it. You put me on the spot. I would ask Steve first, but I don't feel like listening to his bullshit he's going to bring up. Man, I, I'm gonna. I gotta. I gotta skip this one. Yeah, I, I, come back to me if there's anything said. But other than that, man, I. I don't know. I had a good time. I had a good time bullshitting. Yeah, man. Glad you were able to finally make it to the studio. We appreciate your partnership, man. We're looking mm-hmm. forward to the future. Yeah, me too, man. I, I look forward to getting back with you guys and um, uh, getting on some more episodes and, and doing some custom work. Yeah, dude. We're right here. You can come over to the studio anytime. You can have your own series on the show if you'd like. That's how exclusive it is. Damn. Steve, dare I ask? What the fuck do you want to add to this episode, sir, before it ends? Any any positive words of encouragement or good advice you can give or just uh you know, just bless us with your uh Should we just skip him? Eric, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to say thanks to all the listeners and shit for uh being with us for three hundred listeners and shit. For three hundred for three hundred episodes, man. That's crazy. Yeah. It's quite the accomplishment, I think. I think so too, man. Steve, go ahead. Yeah, dude um, Man, we just got off of uh, the trade show season. What? Nothing, dude. Kurt, you got anything to say? No. no. We're, <laughs> we're listening. Just continue. God damn it. Just got off the trade show season. Dude, got to talk to some amazing people. 300 episodes in, and I still cannot control my drinking, but people still tune in. So uh, please continue to tune in to watch my life spiral out of control while your life is getting better. Dude, you suck. Dang, I know. I'm just I, actually, I like that, though. <laughs> yeah, I like that because uh, your life sucks and mine keeps getting better. Uh, I have to say, kind of bouncing off what Eric said, thank you all for all the support for 300 <laughs> episodes. That's absolutely insane. Uh, the trade show season this year was kind of mind-blowing when people say, hey, I found your show, and I went back and started from one and listened to all of them, Whoa. and that yeah. is mind-blowing Whoa. to me. And 2019 so far has been, I mean, obviously the best year of podcast we've ever had. Things since January have They've doubled in growth almost for us, and we have some huge things on the horizon, um, and we are full speed ahead. So be ready for new things. We're going to keep trying to lay down the path for outdoor podcasting in a comfortable fashion and just stay stay true to ourselves as as best as possible. And uh, we fucking love you. Thanks for listening. Go shoot your fucking bow. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.